Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. everybody to another episode of one of these goofy uh, food shows that I like to do on the weekends. I don't even like doing introductions to these, but I have to because some people out there think that this is the show. And I know that the sane people out there hear this every time and I sound like a broken record. Gotta say it though, normal episodes of Dangerous World Podcast, conspiratorial topics all throughout the week, just a fun little getaway from the abyss that is conspiracies okay so to be clear everyone out there fun show here listen to it if you like hearing about food and uh you know we talk about garbage pill kids here and uh you know stuff from like the 80s and 90s like usual so if that's not your cup of tea normal episode of dangerous world podcast coming out tomorrow monday uh the 28th of november okay i had uh lanny on here she is the host of Greener Postures. I always want to say pastures, pastors there, but Greener Postures and um, the world as it is today. She's friends with uh, Adam, who's been on the show, on this type of show that we do here too, the the goofy sideshow thing, and um, the wife of Chud. So, you know, it's a fun Chud X, I believe. I'm, my, my mistake on butchering the name there, Chud X. Um, so yeah, just awesome Awesome folks over there, man. Adam's been really kind and uh, don't know Chud very well, but I'd like to get to know him better. Lanny's very cool. So um, check out their work too uh, over there at Greener Postures because they teach you how to do all kinds of things regarding homesteading, which is very important always. Um, some people don't think it's an interesting topic. I absolutely am fascinated by it. I'm trying to get my stuff set up better over here, and I'm hoping that I will have that opportunity since I have more time here. Uh, just the finances are a little tight right now. So um, support the show at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. If you see fit, if you enjoy not these, but like, you know, the main shows, uh, I put the videos for these on the Patreon as well for on that low tier, just in case you want to check out the uh, the weird things that we're looking at and whatnot. Kind of done with YouTube. I haven't messed with it in ages because it kind of I don't know. It never really took off for me um, like the podcast here did, the audio feed. But again, not wanting to talk too long here. Just wanted to get on, make it very clear. Normal show is still here, guys. And I know I'm really only talking to like two people that just can't seem to understand this. So everyone out there, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Christmas coming up next, my favorite time of year. The only time of the year where shit actually looks a little different around here in Tucson. So, uh Hope everyone just has a good rest of the week. This is Sunday. Get geared up for this uh, shitty Monday coming up. But you also have Monday Night Master Debaters to look forward to. So uh, always something fun cooking up over here. And uh, just can't thank you enough for the support, guys. Enjoy this goofy show. Something to just kind of listen to and maybe make you think back. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, But thank you so much to Lanny for doing this with me. And um, 
Another one of these coming out in a couple weeks, guys, on a Saturday or Sunday. So take it easy. Enjoy this episode. It's a goofy one. It's fun. And uh, more Dangerous World podcast coming at you Monday. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. All right, everybody. We're back for another one of these goofy little sideshows here. I've got a fun guest, man. Uh, we haven't, we don't know each other very well, but I know Adam, who is a friend of yours, and he is friends with your husband, Chud X, and you guys work with uh, Greener Postures, yep. and then you have your show, The World As It Is Today. This is Lanny here, and uh, just a pleasure to meet you, honestly. You've given me a ton of compliments on the goofy little work that we're doing here with this one. And uh, it's fun to to get another lady involved with this show. So how are you, Lanny? I'm doing great, Rand. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm very exciting. You know, I think in a way, everything that I've done up until now has been building to this moment. So I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. I'm <laughs> talking so about <laughs> shitty food and like <laughs> just having a good time like that. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? Well, yeah. And it's funny, too, that because you are very into healthy and like like a solid uh, like you grow your own stuff. I heard something about like fermented salsa, which sounds yeah. wild. Yep. Good stuff. So, yeah, I'm interested to talk a little bit about your work. Why don't you talk about what you do right up front here a little bit? Because like I said, I'd like to know a little more about it. And then I'm sure that my audience would dig it, too. So what is it that you guys do over there at Greener Postures? Yeah, sure. So I'm Lanny at Greener Postures. Everything we do, you can find at greenerpostures.com. And Chud is my husband. He's um, on Deborah Gets Red Pilled. So if you've ever heard that podcast, that's you've heard Chud. That's my husband. And he's the other half of Greener Postures. And it pretty much started as, you know, after the lockdown kind of stuff, we weren't sure we were going with things. And we decided to kind of start a group that was reaching out to the freedom community here locally. And then we hosted some like farmer's market type things that we called Agoras here on our homestead where people could come and trade what they had. And it kind of grew from that and expanded to online. And now Greener Postures is me hosting workshops online about fermentation and food preservation, other things that we're into. Also kind of covers like anything we do. So our website also has a podcast page where you could find the the World As It Is Today podcast, which is Chud and I. And we talk about family values in this weird world as it yeah. is today, you know, kind of from an anarchist point of view and uh, with open eyes. And, you know, how are you teaching your kids if you're not sure that we went to the moon? You know what I mean? Like that kind oh. of conversation, right? Yeah. And uh, then I've got, I've recently started my own podcast, the Greener Postures podcast, where I'll be talking about um, homesteading, homemaking, and uh, autonomous living. Just like how to take back more responsibility, do more for yourself and rely less on the systems that don't serve us and that try to control us. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I have a few questions right off the bat. The name, Greener Postures, where does that come from? So it kind of came from the idea of thinking about new beginnings and new ways of holding and carrying yourself. So as we get in, into conversation, you know, I always didn't live this way. I didn't grow up on a farm. I haven't always grown my own food. So how do we like posture ourselves for success or for whatever new things that we want to be doing? So greener postures would be, you know, obviously a play on greener pastures. Yeah. And it also happens to be an album title for a band that Chud's really into called Snake Finger. So snake finger huh that's snake an interesting finger, one. yep well see I, I hope that you know you haven't always lived this healthy lifestyle because we got to get into some trashy food later yeah that's like a big and part of the show part of why i really wanted to be on the show would be like just to kind of level it out i want people to know i'm not like some superhuman that just like grinds their own wheat and makes bread every day yeah. like there's been a journey to get to this place and there's still farther to go but i'm not above like you know trying to have a 
Mexican pizza or whatever it is that you talk about. Hey, you know what? The Mexican pizza is never done wrong by me. And, you know, we actually the other night I'm on a real low carb diet right now. I'm trying to be. I accidentally fucked up right now and I bought non diet tonic water for my vodka, which kind of just, you know, screwed me a little bit. But it's okay. We're going to get back to it. But the other night we had no food and my house runs on propane. Propane ran out. And I, there was nothing around. Oh, I live out in the country, had to go and get a gas station $5 pizza that they make there at the gas station. And I'll tell you right now, it was the best pizza I have had in a while because I haven't <laughs> been eating shit like that. And it was just right. so good. And I didn't even hate myself that much after I ate it. It was lovely. I only had two <laughs> slices. Did it real sparingly. But was it, your no. che- it was your cheat day. It's fine. You just sure. had a cheat day and say it real cute like that. And then well, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Cheating's always, uh, you know. Something that happens with me when it comes to food. Oh, right. I totally can relate to that. And then, you know, what's the significance of fermentation with food? Because I hadn't even heard of like fermented salsa. When you think of fermentation, you think of like, for me, at least it's like booze, right? Fermenting yeah. fruit, whatever. And it makes alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. Fruit or grain. Yeah. Or potatoes. Um, sure. That's what most people think of. And that's actually my first question that I ask on my basic fermentation for food preservation workshop is like, what do you think of when you think of fermentation? Yeah. Most people say wine or beer. Um, some people say alcohol. Other people say sauerkraut. So sauerkraut sure. is a naturally fermented food. But fermentation is a, a form of food preservation that's been used for years and generations, thousands, hundreds of years, whatever, throughout as far as history goes back. And it's a way to basically use the natural bacteria and yeast that's present on the food and in the air to create an environment that preserves the food rather than rotting it. So instead of something spoiling, it turns fermented, basically makes its own vinegar. And then you can leave those things in a cool space, like in a cellar or basement or refrigerator for years after they've been fermented. Whereas if you have like fresh salsa, like pico de gallo, it's going to go bad in your fridge in a couple of days. But if you leave that on the counter for like 48 hours till it starts to get bubbly and then put that in the fridge, then you've got salsa that can last you. I have salsa upstairs in my fridge that's almost five years old. Wow. And what's the and taste that one, difference? Well, it's a little more bland. Like it's a little, it's not as vibrant as it once was, um, but it still tastes like salsa. It still tastes good. It doesn't, there's nothing funky about it or nasty and it never is moldy. And that salsa, like I would have eaten it all, you know, at a point, but then I was like, you know, what if we just save a little bit of this and see how long I can make it go. And so now we're here in the fourth year of that salsa. And every once in a while I take it out and taste it. I think when Monica Perez was here visiting us of the propaganda report, she came this summer. I think she tasted it, or at least I showed her and she smelled it. I wasn't sure she tasted it. She wanted to see my four-year-old salsa. So does it, it doesn't, you said it doesn't smell weird or anything. No, it doesn't. Um, have you, wow. before? Or do you like sauerkraut? Come on, of course. You, you okay. throw it on a bratwurst. We, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh, we're having a friendly so, conversation here. Of course, I like so do you, you, if you buy sauerkraut at the store, where in the store do you get your sauerkraut? The refrigerator section. Right. Okay. So you're probably getting fermented sauerkraut. If you buy your sauerkraut on shelf stable, like in a can or in a jar, that's not in the refrigerated section. That's been canned. So it could have been made with vinegar or it could have been fermented and then canned, which kills all the bacteria, seals okay. it in a jar. And that's how that doesn't get rotten. So the stuff on the on the shelf there is probably fermented, which means there's live bacteria in there that, you know, you've probably heard about your microbiome or probiotics. That's what we're talking about here. These, these natural organisms that help preserve the food also are helpful to our gut and our immune system. And it's pretty amazing because it's like alchemy, you know, of food, you just let nature do its thing and it preserves that thing. A little bit of salt, you massage some cabbage, 
keep it submerged under the brine. And then, you know, like two weeks later to 30 days, you've got sauerkraut. That's wild. So like for me, if I wanted to try this little salsa experiment, because I eat a lot of tacos, you know, stuff like that. I've been using these dumb egg wrap things instead of tortillas, which suck. There's nothing like a good tortilla. Cauliflower, whatever. Yeah, it sucks. But, you know, again, trying to lose weight. So (laughs) if I'm trying to do this experiment with salsa, I can take regular salsa, like grind it, you know, take the the tomato, um, the onion, everything that normally goes into salsa do my thing, grind it up, make it so that it's ready. And I, I do liquid. I don't really do pico de gallo, but I could just leave that on the counter for a period of time and then put it in the fridge. Yeah, basically. So if if I'm doing it, I want it a little bit chunky. So it's not just liquid, but okay. you could always then blend it again after it was fermented. So you can leave it chunky. Okay. The only rules are it needs to be in some kind of a liquid. It needs to be in a brine. And then you want to either keep it submerged under that or for you if you're just doing a salsa it's quick 24 to 48 hours on the counter stir that shit like stir it a couple times each day and look at it and wait until you start to see a little bit of bubbles when you stir it it's gonna you or put your ear to it it sounds like a little bit carbonated then you're done that's that's fermented salsa and you put it in the fridge if you start to smell it starts to smell like booze then you've gone a little too far you can still eat it you just might get drunk from your salsa which is kind of weird That'd be kind of fun, actually, for me. I know. I make applesauce. That's applesauce that's fermented. And it's really good. It tastes like champagne. But if you get to a point, then my kid's like, this tastes boozy. And you, you know, like they get a little dizzy. It's And then you put them to bed early. It's fine. <laughs> hey, yeah. The toothache <laughs> is gone or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, So how'd you get to this point? I mean, you said that you didn't really eat healthy as a kid and all this stuff. Um, you know, again, don't I don't know you very well. So if I'm prying, feel free to tell me to like, you know, hey, shut up, dude. You know, what yeah, is how do you get to this point? How is the childhood life? Um, you know, again, it's just, it's fascinating to me that you get here after you talk about all the junk food that you ate kind of briefly. Right. So I, um, I grew up with an Italian mother, so there was cooking, but I grew up with an Italian mother in the late, you know, eighties and nineties, as I remember her, which is like slim fast and Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig culture, you know, and those diets or something, huh? Right. And so I have this like, um, I don't know, what is the, you know, it's, it's the opposite, right? You know, eat, eat, manja, manja, everybody, everything's like eat in Italian, you know, that's how you comfort yourself and how you greet your guests. And if you go to grandma's house, the first thing you do is look in the fridge. It's like, it would be rude not to, but then like also a mom that wants you to like try to, she's dieting all the time and wants to diet. She's got like a Richard Simmons workout videos, all that kind of crazy shit. Right. Yeah. So, um, it was kind of, food was always kind of like important in a way because of the like Italian heritage, but also we were very American. So it was like in the house would be like box mac and cheese or like hot dogs. And we were not wealthy. I wouldn't say poor because we owned our home, but it was always like, are we going to keep the lights on kind of? So it was like right on the tipping point between like poor and like middle class. Um, And my dad's kind of like a wingnut. He raced race cars, um, funny car wheel standers and would tour and be gone for periods of time. And like, he's kind of a wild and my mom's pretty straight. Um, Yeah. So my, I had a, I had a cousin, my mom's cousin that worked for Kraft Foods and Philip Morris. I don't know if you know, Philip Morris, the cigarette company owned Kraft Foods. Yeah. They, um, she would send us like care packages that were so exciting because they would come from the corporate store and there would be all the stuff that you couldn't get in the regular store where Um, I am here in Northwest Washington. It'd be like a 
fanny pack with the Cheezosaurus Rex on it I had oh. when I was a kid. Sweet. Like weenie whistles, you know, from like Oscar Mayer Weenie Mobile and like different cereals like you've never heard of before and like shapes of mac and cheese like nobody else could get. So I was kind of like I could tell my friends at school the next day that I had like some special cereal no one's ever heard of called Blueberry Morning or whatever. The Did fuck, you, you save know? any of these products? Like the fanny pack sounds dope. I don't still have the fanny pack and I'm pretty sad about that. Cause I feel like people would, that would be sought after. I could probably make a yeah. buck. Um, I did up until like two years ago, I had a, a nice like plush stuffy of the, the Oscar Mayer weenie mobile, but okay. um, one of my dogs totally took it outside and I could not get it back before it was destroyed. Oh, so that, that said goodbye to that. So no, I think maybe somewhere in a box, I still have a weenie whistle and that's about it. I saw the uh, wiener mobile free, probably maybe a year or two ago it was parked outside walmart that thing is it's got a majesty about it for some reason it, it is large yeah and it's, it's hard to dope. see like who's driving it and who how where how they're seeing out of it i don't know I, has there ever been an instance where there's been a bad accident i was like on the news today there's a i don't know i'm actually gonna probably look that up while we are uh talking here, <laughs> yeah that would be wild to be the guy no, that crashes be. the wiener mobile um yeah, it would be so so you're getting all these packages and obviously there's this heavy influence of the Italian food, but then also like the, the really because Italians, they make their food like traditionally. It's very homemade. It's from scratch and it's quality stuff. And then you're also getting like the craft element in your life, right? Absolutely. So if my mom would make food, she'd be making, you know, pasta with the great with meat sauce or like meatballs. She'd make uh, eggplant parmesan. She would make, you know, big ziti, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, she'd do like the, you know, more American, like a stir fry or whatever. You know, you think it's Chinese, but it's American, like a stir fry and and things like that. But then it's like whatever, dessert, you know, diet she was on would kind of affect what she wanted to be cooking. Um, you know, there was it was always like low fat you know, the ridiculous, now I know about nutrition and so backwards, Uh, but you know, up until then there was Atkins became, you know, at a point, but uh, there was always processed food in the house too. You know, there's uh, cheese singles, craft cheese singles and tortillas. And, and if you're poor and you're hungry and there's not much in the house, you come home from school before anybody's home, there's like a tortilla with a craft single and a hot dog wrapped in it. You know what I mean? Like that's, just what you're doing to survive man kim here has when she was a kid her mom would tell her to go and find food for herself in the fridge when she's like five years old and we're talking raw hot dog with lettuce and ketchup is the kind of stuff that she's eating it's lettuce is pretty i mean that's classy though so So check this out um these wienermobile crash photos make you realize your day isn't going so badly. Oh my gosh, there's a whole page of them. Oh, there's, in the snow. I, yeah, I mean, it's oh. skid right off the road here. Um, you got a couple snow photos. This one crashed into a house. Oh no, um, no. Looking a little rough there. And then Ooh, straight under the porch into the house. Ooh, yeah, that's right bad. through the, Yeah, right. I don't know if that's the like a garage or what it is, because you see the garage there, but then you got a nice one out here in Cumberland County, wherever that is. Wow, that is an interesting photo because that, like, it's high up. Their their windshield is, like, above what a normal roof of a car is, and it's all smashed in. So I wonder what happened there. You're wondering what happened, huh? It's kind of interesting. But, yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, uh, I worked at an auto body shop for a really long time. So this is my wheelhouse. I'm not going to write an estimate on that thing, though. I have no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's kind of a one-of-a-kind one type thing. Is sure. was there a drug bust? A weenie mobile uh, drug bust? Oh no, I thought that that's what they were getting at here, but that was this was just basically the guy was speeding. 
So not nearly oh, as cool. Did not as exciting. Right. By the way, did you probably coked out? We can imagine. Or, or you know, over overeating of hot dogs. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can see here, there's a lot of crashes that this thing has gone through. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I had a feeling. I was going to ask you too. What did you have, or does one of these '80s diets stick out in your mind? Because there's a lot of them. The Deal a Meal. There oh was, yeah, I remember uh, Deal a Meal. I, um, that was a Richard Simmons thing. Yeah. yeah. He uh, it was basically like set up so you you picked these cards and you could make your, you know, you still had to cook all the fucking food. Like it's not that helpful. It was just like basically menu planning for you, like telling you to make stuff. But Richard Simmons was really a big focal point in my family uh uh when i was a kid you know like the sweat into the oldies workout videos um for sure um and him just being like on oprah or whatever you know yelling and like his flamboyant manner with those little stripy shorts on yeah Um, weird guy yeah his his uh you know not to get into conspiracy type stuff but he like disappeared at some point people were saying that his handlers were kind of keeping him shielded or something but uh, apparently he's still alive and he just lives in his house and doesn't come out very often. Got yeah. tired of being being a good big uh, personality, I guess. You would think, too, like with in the modern age, because a lot of people, depending on what school of thought you're coming from with him, he either helped a lot of people or he really misled like almost an entire generation when it comes to dieting. So maybe he doesn't want that kind of stuff like like maybe he feels guilty or something about that sure yeah it's really actually sad because you're right the 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 information that's been given to us as um you know a country or even the world now since it began in the 50s has all been lies it's like if you want to dig deep into a real conspiracy it's nutritional information and and even nutrition facts and calorie counting and and fat being bad and it's like all starts back from you know crisco wanting to make uh you know a buck out of waste which was cotton seeds cotton seeds were toxic waste and they started making vegetable oil out of them and selling them as crisco and then they were telling you butter was bad for you and that was better and they made a lot of money doing that and it made a lot of people sick yeah. and it kind of left us all confused and you know, currently people really you can't comment on diets people follow them like religions and they're very devoted it, it's a very touchy subject so for me it was you know Richard Simmons and then Weight Watchers. Those were the two really big <laughs> things. Richard Simmons was a workout aspect. Weight Watchers was what my mom was into. She lost weight with Weight Watchers at one point and then brought me in when I was like 12, you know, too young to be there, like needed a doctor's note to go. And I wasn't even that fat. It was, I was, I'm like <laughs> tall, but I was, you know, just a little husky, whatever. Sure. I, um, uh, I've gone up and down and uh, it was like just these women in a room, like having a, a support group situation. And then you're counting like points uh, points were when I kind of started, which was basically you had like a calculator, like a slider scale thing, cal- calories, fat, and uh, fiber, I think. And, and okay. that would give it a point value per serving. And you had a certain number of points allotted to you throughout the day. So you could eat whatever. I could eat all my points in like uh, slices of pepperoni if I wanted to. Like there's <laughs> nothing about getting like a good nutrition or being nourished or, you know, like feeling satiated, like none of that. It's just like stick within these points and then you're fine. You can do that. Anybody could lose weight with that, but it's not going to last. It's not sustainable, you know? Sure. And you were doing this when you were 12, you said? That was the first time I went to Weight Watchers. Yeah, the group classes. And then again, when I was like probably in my 20s for a little while, you know, that one was my choice. Um, I went with my mom at that time. 
you know, lost like 40 pounds or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, hey, you're doing a great job. You get like a little bracelet that tell, like has a little charm. It's like it's AA, huh? Yes. And it is. It's totally like that. But it's like really at the same time, they're, pro- uh, they're not what I know now. You know, they're pushing these products like these little snack bars that are like candy bars. Things are loaded with sugar, which just makes you hungry later, you know, and you never feel full. And it's like you're lacking all this these nutrients that make your body function. <laughs> and they're promoting things like low salt and vegetable oils. And that's not good. Like I cook with lard now and yeah. tallow that I rendered myself. And I feel a Ooh. shitload better and my food tastes better too. Like I'm there's no way I'm ever doing the low fat thing again. That's it's crazy. Yeah, you know what's nuts? So I think that diets kind of are like religions. And I think that we said this in some episode a while back, me and uh, Matt from The Great Deception on his Monday Night Master Debaters. And we were saying, and I think that the reason that they may be kind of like a religion as far as a diet goes is because some things work for like a diet that works for me might not work for you. Totally. And then people feel like their life has changed. But I've also seen people like with that Atkins diet, like pass out because they're not getting enough carbs. And mm-hmm. then they're burning that energy. For me, low carb works really well. It's just so hard. Like I said, I thought that I bought diet tonic water, but I bought regular tonic water and there's a shitload of carbs in there. Right. And it's just, it's shitty because what, like with a tamale, right? The, the food, the tamale, the unhealthy thing in that is the grain. It's not the, the lard. Corn, yeah. Mm-hmm. The lard is like, you'd think that the lard would be awful for you. The lard's what makes it taste really good. It's not really the worst part in it. It's this no, grain. Yeah, so but you know, I mean, weird. think of it like lard ass. Like there's been so yeah, yeah. like conditioning for years for us to think the animal fats are really, really bad for you. And it's it's actually not the case. It's but I mean, strange. you say that to a vegan and they're upset. So you know what I mean? Like that's that religion aspect. It's touchy. So I try to be careful, but not too careful because that's not my personality. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? Something I did find out recently was that uh, a lot of protein is tough on your liver too. So, sure. You know, a lot of anything, but also... It's not so much the food broken down into these elements. It's like how it's prepared. So if you think of like whatever you want to eat, just try to bring that as close back to the natural way it was would be made and, yeah. and, and you're better. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you want a pie, you know, the you could get wheat that's actually wheat berries and grind it and get lard that you render from a pig and that that was treated like a pig not a pig like in a you know conventional farming situation yeah, horrible and you yeah. make a pie crust with that you, you get fruit that's seasonal and local outside on a tree and you use whatever sugar is available like honey or something you know what i mean and you have a pie and then that's like there's all these like elements to that that can't be denied like nourishing elements like vitamins and minerals and all that stuff that comes from it that supports your body when you're eating it instead of just having refined cane sugar or refined flours that have been stripped of you know all the fiber from it you know the processing but the processing is what makes things shelf stable you know what yeah. i mean so there's it's not everybody can cook like that not everybody has resources like that well, and we're kind of finding ourselves, and I want to get into some of the funner stuff, but it's just such an important thing, and it's very interesting to me. You know, you look at Italy, not a ton of fat people there, even though they have a bunch of what we would consider horrible fattening food, right? Pastas, mm-hmm. freaking cheese and all this stuff. France, same thing. They're eating croissants every damn morning, which is butter and grain, right? And right. And they're not fat, but it's sourced responsibly. And here, we're so hooked on the cheap food. You know, cheap people are going and more. Yeah, cheap and more because more people need to be fed. And instead of like a very low class family 
um, you know, like where I would be right now, my tax bracket, I'm very, very low right now. Mm-hmm, okay. Same, but yeah. so, so that's the, the thing is like for me, and it's been really pounded into my head. I need to eat two or three times a day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I need to eat my grains. I need to eat this, that, and the other, instead of buying a big bag of quality flour that should last me like months, I'm buying the shitty cheap bag because it's cheap. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can, yeah. I can make more bread with that and blah, 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 whatever. So yeah, it's very interesting that we find ourselves in that. But going back to your childhood, when you're growing up eating this kind of stuff, you grew up in the 80s, you said? Yeah, yeah. I was born in 84. So I remember the end of the 80s, but more, I think of myself like the early 90s. Okay, so you're messing around with Garbage Pail Kids a little bit, right? Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I had some old cousins that were older than me that had some pretty good collections. Okay, because yeah, Kim, Kim was born in 81 and she's got like the full set. And we've oh, been nice. going yeah. through them again. Have you seen these? Like, I have some of these right here. Have you seen these new ones that they're making? They're like Chrome ones. Oh, sweet. Yes. Uh, I think it was like 2002 or 2003. They started making them again. Yeah. Making dude, wacky packages. So... Oh, those are sweet. Are they still stickers on the, 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 that one? So they're not stickers on these Chrome ones. Yeah. But there actually is. So like on this, like, I don't know if you notice how the sides are silver. It's kind of hard yeah, to see. On I can. Thing. And it's like more like bronze looking in the, behind him. Okay, so yeah, so the side, the the some of these cards are actually worth like three or four thousand dollars, like these new ones. Dang! If the the border of them is not silver, if it's actually gold or like rose gold, okay, because it's still tops that's doing it. But my collection's pretty small. But we've just been like getting back into the newer ones. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Um, Chud Chud had a good collection when he was young, and then he I think he lost them or whatever. But then he started collecting again like 2003. So he has a bunch of those. This was one I grabbed today as a favorite because um, it's so absurd. It's just on fire, Mariah. Like it doesn't even rhyme well, it's and her so hands are dumb. just like on fire, like birthday candles. So yeah, that's on fire, Mariah. Nice. But then it's got it's got like a big list of like a bunch of different names on the back of it. You know, you got Adam Bomb. That's a good classic one. Yeah, Cr- Crater Chris. I'm sure he has the you know like the zit situation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, these these were always fun. And then like, I think it was like 2019. Um. Uh, I was at the store and I found these, which is exciting to me because we're huge horror movie fans. And this is a uh, revenge of the oh the horrible sticker cards for by Garbage Pail Kids, but also by Top. It comes in a little um like coffin shaped box. That's sick. And these are really fun. Like if you know horror movies, all of these are plays on horror movies. Like if you've ever seen Motel Hell, well this one is Motel Mel, and it's a little guy. It looks like the cover of the movie Motel Hell. So um these these are like Cujo, you know the movie with the the, yeah. the violent dog. You got you got oh. Cujo so um yeah these were those are solid so good silver silver screen sam like these these were really really good so we were super happy to find these as being huge horror movie fans and kind of like geeking out on these again what are those ones called like that edition because i'm getting back into collecting like ufc cards and these too um it was the revenge of the oh the horrible sticker cards so okay, so it looks see. like a coffin because yeah, you can order these online for really cheap usually, and then sometimes, oh, like sweet. I said, you can get like valuable cards. Let me see. The um, green and I'm... are you familiar with the Green Inferno? Oh yeah, the newer scary. Yeah, the, the Green Inferno. It's like he's Noah. impaled, just the like green yeah, Inferno. Green Inferno. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look these up while we're talking just to see. Maybe you're sitting on one that's pretty. I'm retarded. Tell me the name one more time. Uh, the horror. Horror Ibble, so H O O R 
H-O-R-R-O-R dash I-B-L-E, the horror Ible sticker cards. Okay. Garbage Pail Kids. Okay. Yeah, these these are these are gold. Like every single one of them, like the Lost Boys parody. Um, yeah. Even uh key like uh key uh what's his name? Jordan Peel. Yeah. Stuff. Cause they're pretty new. They're like 2019, I think. Yeah, because every once in a while you th- you would think that none of these would be that valuable. Ooh, okay. So we got something nice here. Um, because I am like just right now, I'm so hooked on finding valuable cards. Look at this set of four. It's four hundred bucks. If oh, you nice. come across those. Oh yeah, I've never really looked at the back of these to see if they have, you know, like where you can line up the back. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, the puzzles. They make the bigger picture, yeah. Oh, this so, Rocky Horror one's thirty-three bucks. I have one of those Rocky Horror. Nice. Um, yeah, dude, these are so sick. I'm just like obsessed with these. There's a couple. Oh, do you have this one? This uh, Massacred Michael. Oh, uh, that looks familiar. I think that is in here. That looks like one of the scary ones. Um, but yeah, that those are sick. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, a pack of those is 45 bucks online. Damn. Yeah, I mean, this had to be like $5 when I bought it, I'm sure. Nice. And, and they yeah, were five, five packs in this little thing here. I okay. like that they have the age that says six, six and up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Age. Well, the new ones, like, because there's some new ones. I'll show you some of these new ones real quick, too, because um, the old ones used to be scary. And, like, some of them were yeah. kind of weird. That, these, I remember that. I remember being like kind of afraid of them when I was a kid. Yeah, these new ones are super vanilla here. Watch, I'll get out of this. Like, we only bought a pack because I'm trying to get her back into them. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just like a What's kid. He, is he licking paint off a paintbrush? Yeah. What's, What's the name? The, uh, his name is Sweet Treat Sawyer. It's, like it's Tom... funny because, yeah, it's like Tom Sawyer, but he's eating the paint. And so this is scary for um, helicopter parents of today. Those kids are afraid sure. of like, oh, no, eating paint. <laughs> yeah, some of them are not that good. Book of the Ted. This one's pretty sick. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that looks like it could be in my horror set here. Right. I mean, this one, not edgy at all. Comic book Carl or whatever the hell this is. No, his said. head's just a comic book. That's not frightening. <sighs> Hungry Henry. Um, huh. This one's actually not that bad. Pop Upton. He's a kid stabbed in the back of the head. <laughs> there you uh, go. That's more like the old timey stuff. Yeah. So some of them are. This one was like kind of an edgier one, too. It's like, uh, damn, that Is it worms coming out of her armpits? uh oh no this is an old one my bad Uh, armpit brit i remember that one so yeah and that one's actually worth a little bit i found that for 50 cents this was the one i was trying to show it's like a you know split personality one mixed up mitch yeah yeah that's almost offensive by today's terms i think i know and then like so those were the only ones but yeah dude like you can go out there and find some of these newer ones and they're even worth some money so i'm I'm about out again yeah i like it um but yeah, I was going to look for something here. But yeah, so I mean, are you were you guys into collecting stuff as kids? Like, do you have brothers or siblings or anything like that? Uh, that I have a stuff? younger brother, but he's like five and a half years younger than me. So he was quite a bit younger. Like he was like the Power Rangers time and I was too old for, for that kind of shit. But I have some older cousins and he, my, my older cousin was like my best friend growing up. He's four years older than me. So he was born in 80 and he like, you know, like He-Man stuff and then collected Ninja Turtles, that kind of stuff, like action figures. Okay. Um, I, I was not a typical girl. Like I was really a tomboy. So I never, you know, had like the My Little Ponies shit that all the other girls liked. Yeah, yeah. Um, like uh what a rainbow bright like i i remember i have you know some care bear stuff from when i was real little but by time i was like conscious and i can remember i was just not i was not really into collecting toys you know like maybe 
had Barbies when I was real young, but it was, they were all hand-me-downs. It was like nothing specific. Sure. I mean, yeah, I wish that I had some of my toys though. Like some of those toys that are, that are left over, they're still, I mean, they're worth a ton and it's just yeah. kind of cool. It's like super nostalgic and that stuff's coming back with, you know, the stranger things like yeah. you know, reviving the eighties and stuff sure. like that. And everything aesthetically the that show is enjoyable just because of how it like looks you know and then the music too is just a lot a throwback to a lot of like especially italian horror movies from that era yeah for sure and 80s yeah hell yeah so then um where what uh city are you growing up in because i'm i'm trying to picture like where you go to school and like how the whole school situation is northwest washington so uh north of seattle closer to the canadian border which would be like vancouver which is uh bc um And like in a medium sized town, it was a college town. So like we had a downtown with bars and would have shows and stuff. And like, it was a, a, you know, medium sized town. Um, And then I was in kind of a rich school district, but a poor kid on the edge of that school district. So there was a lot of, um, uh, I don't know, like doctors and and lawyers and dentist kids that I went to school with that like had horses and shit, like horse girls and stuff like that, you know? Oh, sure. Um, So I was I was on the poorer side, tomboy. You know, I played some sports, but I wasn't even like great at that. I was just kind of rough around the edges and had a big mouth. Were you were you in with like some of the cool kids? Were you kind of more picked on, or how'd that situation go? Definitely not picked on. I never really. I seemed to like just kind of be able to float in with whatever group, and I was somewhat respected because I was. Uh, I've been. I'm five ten and a half. Okay. Ten, uh, Chad always makes fun of me for standing and a half, but I'm like owning that until it's gone. <laughs> I'm almost 5'11", and I've been this tall since I was like in seventh grade. So by the time you're in middle, I was in middle school, I was like towering over everybody. And you get a certain level of respect just from that. Sure, sure. Uh, just at least people holding their tongue a little bit if they're afraid of you. So, yeah. um, And then I think my sense of humor really carried me through the the weird times in school i I couldn't be picked on because i was already picking on myself before Mm. anybody had a chance you know what i mean were you like a uh so you said tomboy was there like a little goth or emo phase in there i I was definitely pre knowing what the word emo was or even really goth but yeah Yeah. like i was i spent (laughs) most of my life having i had a facial piercings and a mohawk and a leather jacket (laughs) yeah pretty much until you know i don't know around the time i met chud i stopped like trying to find clothes that i cared you know just as long as it fit me or whatever it was good but i was uh i had a a uniform because i didn't change my clothes very often too Yeah. yeah kind of a crusty punk situation for a long time so yeah I, I think my longest running haircut was was a mohawk with some laser lines on the side nice okay what kind of music are you listening to in this time and are you walking around with headphones constantly um yes always with headphones yeah. and with a tape walkman even past when that was uh, appropriate like people had discmans then they had mp3 players and i still had my cassette player okay <laughs> Cause you can make mixtapes, you know, you know, and you grab a certain mixtape depending on what the weather was like. Um, yeah, some, some punk, but I wouldn't, it's never like that oi punk or anything like that. More like, um, metal and like, kind of like eighties, I don't know if you'd call it goth or whatever, like Bajas and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and just, just, you know, older, mostly older music. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I'd go to a lot of shows. You know, try to play guitar or whatever, but it was wearing just like band the t-shirts ladies. and shit all the time too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had band t-shirts. Um, L7. I, I went, I went through a riot girl phase. So I had like, <laughs> like years of just like listening to 
bands that were out of Olympia, Washington and Portland, Oregon. So that would be like um, stuff that's now or has a resurgence and they're so off the rails with their politics. It's disappointing, but like Bikini Kill and L7 and Seven Year Bitch and even like Sleater Kinney would later on, you know, they, they're from, they went to the college in the town that I'm from. They ended up getting kind of somewhat famous later. Um, yeah. So yeah, I had a, that was good times. That whole thing is so interesting to me. The uh, the punk scene, I was never into it, but like, there's a lot of people that supported these groups, and they never seem to get that wealthy based off of all their support. Like, right. there's this whole counterculture that was is supporting them. You have like the Sex Pistols and stuff like that. That was kind of like corny to the point yeah. where where mm-hmm. like it was commercial and like constructed to be the counterculture. But there was an actual counterculture. You know, yeah. that that no one really, they never got the, the credibility that they deserved, it seemed like. No, it seems like the gatekeepers don't let certain, you know, they only let certain ones through. That's, there's the Sex Pistols, right? Or whatever. You yeah. Know, like green Green Days, like yeah, a famous yeah, yeah. band or whatever. But like, yeah, the, the people who are really doing stuff. Uh, I don't know. And I think a lot of this really smaller ones, like Chud's even more into like underground music than I ever was. And he was into tape trading and stuff like that. Um which was like mail order, like tape exchange um, when, when the internet was new, you know, yeah. and you you'd like make a mixtape and send it to somebody and they would send you back something that they had, you know, oh, that's um, cool. but being into like local music scenes too, and just seeing like local bands and, and that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's fun. And it seems like since the internet, that's kind of going away. It's like people are like younger people are more focused on making a YouTube video that gets a lot of views yeah, and rather than like being out, busking on the street or like going to a show or you know i don't know there was all ages venues in town when i was a kid that would have punk shows and they were busy you know we were there was a lot of people there and it's i don't even know if there's an all ages venue in town anymore yeah what's going on with music and tv and movies and all that pop culture is interesting because you see everything's on demand and so nothing is that special anymore. I feel like even when there's a, a serious breakout star in the music world, they, A, they're usually really shitty and they're only famous for about two, three months. Mm-hmm. Like I, I listen to hip hop and I'm starting to really not like it that much anymore. There's uh, like this new girl that came out and her name is Ice Spice and mm-hmm. her music sucks. Like I, I, I've only heard the stuff that they play on Instagram real quick. And there's already like people that are replacing like her role she was like super popular for i don't know two months it seems like and it's mostly just because she's like kind of a hot chick that's there's nothing Mm -hmm. really there as far as the music goes so it sucks like tv shows too i mean stranger things is dope and people like that stuff but it's nothing like that time where people would be lifelong fans because Mm -hmm. they saw this small you know kind of a niche band or whatever and then they're like diehards from that yeah. point on. Even to this day, totally. they still will like that that old music more than this new and, shit. It's weird. And is it just that we're like getting older and now we're like, oh, the kids these days, they don't know how to like it was back then. It really meant something. Uh, but, you know, like before I was like a in a pumpkin stuff, I was totally a young black man. Like I love <laughs> hip hop, like Tupac and Biggie and like uh, Central Dynasty was this local uh, group out of Seattle. That was like I, I was in love with Diggable Planets, like just super good stuff. Um, yeah, I, that old rap, but nothing, nothing past like after Tupac died, like have, I've not enjoyed that genre at all. Yeah, it's gotten much different than then. And it seemed like there used to be kind of this weird 
almost positive message back then yeah. and now it's all about like you know these kids that have never even shot a gun talking about killing people and stuff right or the how many how much money they have or um, how much their grill costs or whatever and where it was like is that why tupac and biggie are gone because they were still trying to preach a positive message i mean it seemed like biggie was kind of being like um you know like puff daddy or whatever he's called yeah, yeah. these days was like kind of his handler and like bringing him into this like i'm on a yacht and talking about how much money i have but like his music before that was not i was talking about being poor and like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and, yeah. and that kind of stuff doesn't really exist anymore yeah it's weird it, it's to create greed i think it's to create it seems like the, a materialism the yeah yeah the commercial mm -hmm. stuff yeah but i don't know it's wild so I want to get back to the school stuff, right? Are you walking to school? Are you are you taking the bus? How's that going? Because I'm curious about the after school snack that goes on. Sure. I think this I is a big it. window into someone's soul here is the after school yeah, snack. Yeah, for sure. So I um, grew up about maybe it was two miles from my elementary school. So I was able to walk after about third grade. So um, and my backyard was like the I-5 freeway. And my front yard, my front yard was like a really busy road. So like I was like in a pretty busy area, but we could, I was able to walk and my mom was a stay at home mom until my brother went to kindergarten. So I was probably like fourth or fifth grade, fourth grade when she went back to work and she went back to work just across the street from us. There was a, a like a assisted living and she went to work in the kitchen there. So okay. it was like, yeah, the, 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 back, the door was supposed to be unlocked and I would go in and, um, you know get comfortable and just like wait until people got home and like the of course that's like kick the shoes off uh turn the tv on and then like see what's in the fridge that's yeah, that's just sure. like that's what you do um i i didn't i think there was once they locked me out and we had this <laughs> uh, we had a dog and we, we had one of those sliding glass doors uh in the in the back door which was led to the kitchen and we had this piece of wood that would sit on the handle to the frame of the door that would brace the door locked and they put that in they were supposed to leave that off so i could open the door and i couldn't get figure out how to get in until finally my dog was in there and i was getting her excited you know like come on bingo yeah, like yeah. having her jump up until she knocked that piece of wood off for me and i got in i was like oh what oh, a dope dog nice she was smart that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, what you kind go of dog inside. Was bingo, by the way. Bingo is like a Springer Spaniel mix. I don't even know what that means. What's a Springer? But that's what my family always said. She's like a Cocker Spaniel, but we'd like keep her shaved. She had like kind of curly ears and was black and white. She was, she was cute. Awesome. Yeah. If she can, if she can let you in a house that you're unlocked, I'd say it's a dope dog. Yeah, for sure. She, she was great. Um, and are you living, I'm sorry to cut you out. Are you living in a, uh, like a commercial area kind of like, was it, was it kind of, you said you were kind of lower, lower middle class. Would, like today by your standards today would it be considered kind of like a ghetto type no no not a ghetto and i don't think okay. we really have like a ghetto in this town there is an area that's more like apartment complexes that would be like that lower um, income housing this was when i was little this was a neighborhood and gotcha. it quickly became not a neighborhood by the time i was an adult so it was a through street from a little town called Fairhaven that went to downtown Bellingham. And the, so it was a busy road, right. That I lived yeah. on, but there were, it was mostly just like single family homes. And then as I was like a little bit older apartment complexes started to pop up across the street. And then now, like even the house I grew up in has been torn down and they're mm. all apartments and condos. And it's, it's more housing for the college, which I was really close by the college. That was about a mile away from the university, the university that's here. Is it kind of sad when like your childhood home gets torn down? Is that something that's kind of 
it was weird because, okay, so my son started going to a preschool daycare when he was probably three or four. And it was in my old neighborhood, like right down from my house near this, this garden that was in the neighborhood, this, uh, that actually produced and sold food. And that garden was still there. And the old house was still there. It looked like shit, but it was still there. And the, my first Christmas tree was planted on the property. It's huge now, like bigger than the power lines. I'm like, telling my kid as I drive by, that's where I grew up. And wow. that's like the Christmas tree, you know? And then the next day, his second day of school, we drive by and there's fucking like backo, like taking chunks out of the house, tearing it down. And I was like, oh shit. So not only did I like, my house is gone now, but I was, I watched it happen over the next few days as they tore that down till it was just the foundation wow. and I could like see inside. It was really weird. Yeah. Cause we lived there until I was probably 17. I think my parents upgraded to a bigger house finally. Yeah, that's a trip. That is really yeah, interesting, weird. actually, to be able to see that go down uh -huh. like that. Because my my parents still live in my childhood home. Actually, it's been the same same house. So I I haven't oh, felt wow. that. But yeah, and that we lived there my whole life until they moved when I was seventeen. So like that was all I knew as a home until till then. Yeah, it's interesting. There was this house that's really important to me that I lived in. It was one of the first houses that I lived. Like once I moved out, I moved mm -hmm. in there with three of my friends, we we're roommates. And then this is where we got my first dog. That was my own dog. Like oh, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. it wasn't, uh, you know, a family pet or anything. And his name was Z. He was the one that passed away recently. Oh. And that house, I drive by there sometimes and I'm not an emotional dude, but I think back and it makes me really sad about just like the past, like, yeah. you know, and I should be happy. There was nothing bad that happened there and my life's good now. But looking at that stuff and just like, you know, I feel like everyone would want to go back in time. There's people that act like they're like, oh, no regrets. You know, all, yeah. you learn all this shit. Dude, I think everyone, if they could, would go back in time and try and do things a little different. I know for I would sure. for sure. Or at least appreciate it more when it was happening. Exactly. Like times of just being so free that I could just get fucked up and like not give a shit. And like, I don't know, like, or being younger than that and just like really, you know, enjoying that all I had to do is go to school and go through the motions and I could go home and I, you know, I was free, you know, not knowing I was free then. I think that's what I would go back and change if I could change anything. Well, yeah. And like, you know, the, the whole university system is a scam. But like my sister, she just graduated high school and she paid a lot more attention than I did. Getting a scholarship and getting all that shit paid for at a major university is dope. Like that's mm -hmm. sick. Like I'm not saying that you have to do that. And I actually think college is a scam, but it's not a scam if you get it for free. Like that's yeah. kind of dope. I mean, so, yeah, then you're kind of scamming them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get your papers, you get your papers to go do whatever you want to. I mean, that's great if the people want to do that. I myself don't even have my GED, so I've gone a different route. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the thing. There's a lot of pressure to go through college. And, you know, I kind of fucked my parents a little bit because they wanted me to go to college. I didn't have the money. They said, well, we'll pay for you to do uh, community college. And I, got, I had them pay for it. I didn't even go. Like, I, you know, because yeah. I felt the pressure and I'm out on my own. I'm not going to go do that. I'm going to go work yeah. or do something right. that I feel like is more productive. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, that whole setup. But yeah, just thinking back at that old house, it makes me think that that would be kind of sad to see something get torn down where you got so many memories, but yeah, you know, what's interesting about that is that, um, so my dad is, was kind of a slumlord. He, he, once he got <laughs> out of racing, he would buy houses to fix them. And, you know, before he got to fixing them, he'd be renting them out. So he would always let me rent out whatever shittiest place he had. And I would, you know, rent it for super cheap and, and stay there until he was ready to like fix it. And I'd move someplace else. Um, one of the houses that I stayed at was behind that my family home. He bought the two houses 
that were like behind and next to my family home. So I lived in this house that was originally the chicken coop for the house next to it that he had like renovated to the point of being habitable somewhat. I had like a half next to my address. It was right by the freeway. And that was also being torn down when my house, my family home was being torn down that, that day that I drove by. So it was like double, it was like the family home. And then the one that I was like out on my own, like kind of, you know, drinking a lot and having parties and stuff in that that little chicken house. That's so funny. So I want to learn about this chicken coop house a little bit, but we didn't really figure out exactly what was going on with this, uh, you know, after school food situation. Oh, was there gosh. Like a- and that's really the most, that's why I'm here today, yeah. Ryan. That's the most important thing I could think to talk about. Um, so in the house was always like tortillas. Okay. There was always some kind of cheese. And sometimes that's all there was, was just like cheese on a tortilla microwaved. Um, there was usually a box of cereal. Sometimes that was just dry cereal you'd be munching on, you know, whatever. My mom probably trying to buy some shit that was healthy. So it was like cardboard with some sugar on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, what kind of cereal do you, are you, do you like cereal currently? You're not a milk guy. I know that. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do a little almond milk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shamrock milk just sucks, I feel like. And it, it, to me, it's gross. The idea of like humans you know, consuming other animal milk. Cause you know, I'm, I'm somewhat religious, not really. I, I believe in God, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I still see the fact that we are animals at the end of the day. Oh, like, yeah, we, yeah, okay. we have, we have that same property as animals. We've got, we're covered in hair, all mm-hmm. that shit. Um, it's strange to me to consume cow milk. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I, I, the nut milk is whatever, but um, as far as cereal goes, I like my granolas. Or yeah. if I'm going to get real crazy with like some sugary cereal, I like a Lucky Charm. I like a Fruit Loop. But I used to like back in the day Reese's Puffs. Those yeah, that's were... what I was going to say. Knowing you're a Reese's guy, I was like, do you like the peanut butter flavored cereals? Like, Absolutely. I just walked by a box of Reese's Puffs in the grocery store a couple of days ago. And I thought of you. So there's that some strange lady you've never met <laughs> thinking of me in the grocery store when she sees shit cereal. So, well, I mean, let's see, that's <laughs> you, a... you made it. Uh, well, yeah, no, I appreciate that. It <laughs> makes me feel good. But no, I think it's interesting, though, how you're because I, I used to like the Cocoa Puffs. I used to like all that stuff, Cookie Crisp, all that shitty mm-hmm. stuff. And I used to hate the the fruity cereal. But now the yeah. fruity cereal is where it's at. dude. Yeah. That's what you up. ever get those like little variety packs of the tiny boxes. You know what oh, I'm yeah, of course. Yeah. Where you can open them up and like put I mean, it's just a, a shit show where you put the milk in the box. It's disgusting to think yeah. like that now. But that was <laughs> you the thing. Open the bag up and pour it straight in. Like I, for the longest time, I didn't know you could do that. And I was <laughs> like, wow. I was like over at some friend's house where they were poorer than me and they didn't have any clean dishes, you know, like they right. were, you know, not, maybe the same poor, but they didn't have a mom who like took care of the house. Yeah. My mom always took good care of the house, even though we didn't have much money. But like, yeah, they're just pour it straight in there. It's fine. Uh, yeah, those uh, variety packs or something. But yeah, some kind of cereal at home. And then, you know, like box mac and cheese and stuff. But you might get in trouble if you make a box mac and cheese when nobody else is home. Sure. Because that's for dinner. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But um, there were some bad days of like white bread, mayonnaise and lettuce sandwiches, you know, Ooh, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but like for the most part, melting some kind of melting cheese in a microwave was was pretty much the go to. You got cheese in a grain. That's a meal right there. I, yeah. I agree yeah. for sure. Are you, uh, okay, let's talk about these cereals for a second, actually, because, you know, we're talking about variety cereals. Just say, you know, maybe grade these out of 10 here. Mm -hmm. Apple Jacks. Um, I would say like a, it's like a five. A five. Not a a favorite, but like also not bad. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. You know, it's not, not a favorite. Okay. Um, I'll ask you Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles. 
probably, oh man, see, I'm not a fan of any of the fruity stuff now that you mention it. Okay. I haven't really put that into words, but I'd probably go for the loops over the pebbles because I think they would stay crunchy for a little longer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like how the uh, the fruity flakes, fruit, what are they, what did I just call them? Fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. Yeah. How they turn the milk like rainbow color and shit. You know, that's cool. I mean, you know, when, especially when you're a kid, now that I know that's made of poisonous dyes, it's like sure. less appealing, but like, um, if I'm going to like go for a cereal, like, um, you're right. Some kind of granola. So like what honey bunches of oats is probably a favorite. Okay. Um, but then also if I'm going for a, what I know is a really like bad for me cereal, it would probably be something that has peanut butter associated. Sure. Cause that just like you Reese's is my favorite favorite candy peanut butter and chocolate is my favorite thing and candy or candy cereal to me is a lot like like a dessert you know like most of the stuff that comes out is loaded with sugar and it's like a a late night treat but let me ask you a question you like peanut butter have you ever put a scoop of peanut butter in your cereal and eaten that with your cereal oh i have not that sounds wild that's that's a thing to do you know you take you get a scoop in there and then you take just a little bit on the spoon for each bite you have you get a little bit of peanut butter in there with your cereal, and there you go. Damn, that's some chemistry shit right there. Mm-hmm. You it's said really you guys good. are in alchemy a little bit. That's some alchemy. <laughs> that's wild. So I don't think I've had a bowl of cereal in the last ten years without having peanut butter with it. Fascinating. That is it a is. good, good idea. Okay, so so I'm assuming that that your Reese's is probably around ten. Reese's yes, Reese's, Reese's. Oh, well, you know I haven't had them in so long. But in my mind, they're a 10 because it's like, is it peanut butter and chocolate flavor? But if I'm disappointed with the peanut butter flavor, then I will offset that by supplementing peanut butter. Extra peanut butter. Well, it just makes sense to me. What about (laughs) uh, Cocoa Puffs? Cocoa Puffs were all right. Like, I'm not a big on chocolate, but those those would make the milk kind of good. I remember it tasting like like hot chocolate, cold hot chocolate, you know? Okay. Let's see if you're a psychopath here. Okay. Honey Smacks. No, I'm not. I'm okay. not good at the honey smacks. No, no, sugar smacks is what they used to call them too before. Like honey, the fucking frog mascot. It. Yeah, Weird. what's happening with the sugar smacks? I don't know. Um, it's, uh, it's cookie something. crisp. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a problem at all in my mind. Yeah, uh, you know, know, you like cookies and milk. You're gonna eat this shit for sure. Yeah. Uh, the other weird cereal out there is that uh, the corn pops. They made them look so cool though with the kids. You know. Yeah. Like the, not they, not my favorite, but you know, really, I like the more plain stuff, and then I add peanut butter to it. I guess I never really uh, said this out loud to anyone. Now I'm just I'm just telling the world and all these strangers. Okay, uh, but like you know, like crisp crispix is it called? They're like kind of like a hexagon shape with one side looks like rice and one side looks like corn. And they're like uh, those are good. They're like checks, but they're not checks. Crisp crispix. Crispix. Okay, I don't even think I've seen these. Yeah. What about um like the honeycomb cereal with that weird honeycombs little are good. That's probably that's that's a favorite. Yeah, that'd be like an eight. An eight or the honeycomb. Yeah. See, it's a little they're, plain they're for crunchy. me. They're crunchy. They're crunchy. Okay. That texture is important. Yeah. You know what might be good with the peanut butter idea here is the Rice Krispies. Oh, they are. Yep. Also, peanut butter Rice Krispie treats are very good as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you mm-hmm. throw a little bit of that chocolate in there too. A little chocolate milk situation yep. with some mm-hmm. peanut butter. You're yep. really, really doing something big there. <laughs> well, okay. So then... Uh, we we kind of tackled the the cheese melted idea here, as far as an afternoon snack. Are you, were you big into like desserts as a kid? Uh, you know, like a lot of so much stuff was like off limits. It was shit because like my mom was like that with me, and then by the time my brother was older and like in school, he, like he had like whatever like school lunch. You know, he'd get like the snack pack in his lunch and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. He gets to have chocolate pudding at lunchtime, and like I don't get to have a dessert. 
That but the shit that would be around would be like, you know, like the diet yo play yogurts, maybe diet would feel like a dessert, you know, like low fat yogurt or <laughs> um, like uh, sugar free jello cups in the fridge, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. you know, Italian family go to a big gathering. There's going to be a bunch of we're gonna have cannolis or, you know, like cake or pie or, you know, all of the all the things. But, well, but did just you on have, a regular day in that scenario there. Do you have a favorite dessert? Because cannolis are, are one of those underrated kind of sleeper desserts that you don't really think of being bomb. But yeah, it is they're... like any time I'm at a. Oh, man, because now I'm thinking about tiramisu. Um, tiramisu what's is good, too. What's the best Italian dessert in your mind? Um, well, I like, I mean, probably the, a lot of the cookies, like I'm not going to say biscotti cause nobody wants, I mean, that's like rock, you know, it's good dipped in stuff, but, um, pignolis are pine nut cookies with an almond paste. Okay. And those were made around Christmas time. And those are so good. Those are As Italians, good. did you ever do that weird shit where there was like a cookie with the hard boiled egg in the middle? What? Did you see no. that? I'll oh, wait, no. You. you mean for Easter? Yeah, the oh, Easter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easter, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you hard boil and color an egg, and then you you weave a basket out of bread, and you kind of or like a bunny rabbit or whatever, and you weave this uh, this egg into it, and then it's baked in the oven. And I honestly, I don't know if they cook the egg first or not. I think it might be raw, and it cooks in the oven and bakes in the shell. Yeah, my uh, so we were Italian. My family's mostly northern Italian, but like I had friends down the road that they were like Sicilian, and the grandma was there, and she made that shit. But she would make these elaborate like. Um, they look like this, what you got here, that same kind of texture, but it would be like an Easter basket or like a bunny holding the egg, like these elaborate, like sculptures out of cookie. And I would, she would make me one cause she loved me and I would covet that. Like it'd be in the fridge for like weeks. And my mom's like, you're going to need to eat this or we have to throw it away. <laughs> but like, because it looked like, I mean, like it's this brilliant sculpture. That's why it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's just weird. It seems like some ritual. There's shit. the pignolis, the Italian pignoli cookies Where? up uh, up to. Oh. There with the, like the little pine nuts all over them. Yeah. Those are good. Huh. That sounds strange. I like pine nuts though. Yeah. I mean, they're like gold, so those they're like probably $40 per cookie these days cuz that those pine nuts are really expensive. Yeah, no shit. Those are huh? super good. I yeah, like the pistachio they... flavored dessert as well. Oh, sure. Pistachio is good. Like if I'm going to have uh like pudding pistachio pudding was my favorite flavor so what's the end goal with these cookies are you supposed to take the egg out eat the egg and then eat the cookie or do you You know i have never ate the egg so i have no idea what the end goal was besides that it looks brilliant and it was to celebrate easter so there's some kind of symbolism there with i don't know the egg huh yeah i don't know i it's very strange to me but you know hey italians got their own thing yeah I always say that the the worst uh, politicians are Italian politicians. Nothing against the Italian people, but the politicians of Italy. We got Pelosi, Fauci. Yeah. You know, no, you it's got dirt. Yeah, it's dirt. Giuliani. It's like a mafia. Yeah, bad stuff. Yeah, totally. Mobsters. All of them are anyway. But some of them have Italian <laughs> names. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Um, okay, so then what about today? Let's fast forward to modern times, okay? Mm-hmm. Are you ever partaking in, like, junk food right now? So there's a lot between that childhood. And I think most of my junk food partaking happened after I started, I got my own license and I had my own job and I had my own money and my mom holding me back from being able to have these things that I thought everybody else was getting, you know, um, like Gushers fruit snacks and oh, fruit yeah. roll-ups and like all that junk shit in people's lunches I would see, or just like, 
I could just go to the drive-thru and get 49 cent cheeseburgers or whatever it was at McDonald's at that time. Like they'd have like a Tuesday deal with like the cheeseburgers being hella cheap. Yeah. And like, that's when I really got like, cause we didn't do many restaurants almost at all when I was a kid. Uh, besides like takeout, you know, getting pizza delivered once in a while. Um, that like fast food shit really hit when I was like my early twenties hmm. and just starting to drink. Well, so let me, let me ask you this then when you're a kid and you're ordering pizza, what kind of pizza are you guys getting as a family? Usually pepperoni and olives. Just no, the, the brand like from the where? brand. Okay. So we had a place down the street, just up the block from us. That was called pizza time. And I, I don't know if it's a chain, but I think it might be a small ish chain pizza time. Okay. And uh, that was our go-to. There was also a Godfather's pizza up the road and a round table pizza yeah i'm talking about uh godfathers yeah and both of those had like salad bars inside and you'd have you could have like they have a room like for a birthday party or whatever i had i'm sure i had yeah i had my first like preschool birthday party that i remember was at a a round table pizza yeah nothing wrong with uh with a little um salad bar too at a pizza Mm -hmm. place that really made it i'm trying to see if i can find this pizza time uh chain it's looking like it's not around anymore do you know if it's around well if you search pizza time bellingham i bet you'd be able to to find it and i don't know how many there would be but it's like pretty small to our area okay yeah we went um like kind of out of nostalgia you know it's like 20 minute drive from our house but chud and i both like had had our time with that at, at different periods in our life and uh, <laughs> i think he had a cousin that worked with it and he lived in an apartment nearby and so we we ordered some and went and picked it up like i don't know a year year or two ago just to try it It was still pretty good interesting i'm gonna pull something up here and we can kind of go back and forth on this this is the best picture i could find of this and it's not i don't think it's getting all of them in but this is a historical timeline of the pizza chain Oh, wow. Um, it looks like, okay, so we'll go up to the top here. Back in 1943, Uno. Uno, so they're saying it's first, huh? That's what they say. Um, what is it, Shakey's? Shakey's Pizza. We had one of those some like uh, in a town when my cousins lived about 30 minutes from us. I've been there. Okay. Sparrow's. Is that how you say that? Yeah, Sparrow, I think. I don't know. That it's... was like the mall pizza place, right? With it, the you mall airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. we, we had one in our mall when I was growing up. You get like that, or like, what do they call it? Not spumoni. What's the? It's like a calzone, you know, like. Yeah, stromboli. Stromboli. That's what it was. I always wanted that because it was like that was the most cheese and shit you could get. You know, it was like, kind of exotic looking too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, stuff. right around 1958 is when shit really starts popping off for the pizza chain because within uh, two years you get not one but three. Of the biggest. You get Pizza yeah, Hut, I, Little Caesars, and Domino's. I did watch some kind of a documentary. Maybe it was a YouTube type documentary that was the beginning of Pizza Hut and Domino's and how that all came to be. And Little Caesars too in there. It was pretty interesting stuff. Out of those four horsemen there, you got Pizza Hut, uh, Little Caesars, Domino's, and then Papa John's, who I'm not seeing here. Um, oh, yeah. It's way later. Which one of those four do you like the most? I don't know what I like the most, but I would probably <laughs> choose... Uh, Papa John's because I haven't had it as much and it's more like it's less about which is the best out of those for me and which is like the one I haven't had for the longest because yeah. none of them are that great actually I've gotten really good at making sourdough pizza crust and so we make pizza at home now and nice. I can make 
really, really good pizza. And we'll make like five pizzas and like all different toppings on each one. And they're like, hella good. So uh, the only place that really delivers to us is Domino's. So if we get pizza delivered, that's, that's what we're getting. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good on that. You know, whatever you know, we get, like the Philly cheesesteak pizza or something. Yeah. Or the Buffalo chicken pizza. That's my favorite. Like, well, I haven't uh, had that know, one. That's a bomb little slice there. And you have at Pizza Hut, you also have the cheese it uh calzone which is that's insane yeah i saw i heard about that that's wild um you know like my i got a kid he's nine now so it's like cheese in the crust is like a deal breaker if there's cheese in the crust somewhere that's he's seeking that out that's important sure um i've tried to do it at home and he's disappointed in the results the cheese melts too much i'm told and i'm like that's because (laughs) the cheese in their shit is not real it's made of plastic so do you want me to make plastic yeah you should get some plastic cheese and see if you can put it in the crust that's so so funny have have to try that at home yeah, you know, uh, I always do the uh, the cheese sticks. That's, this yeah. is a fascinating list here because you know Peter Piper. Have you are you familiar with Peter Piper? I've never heard of that. This is in my area. I think that this actually started in Tucson, and there's a weird conspiracy because there's an arcade in there, and it's kind of like a weird pedophile thing. Oh, um, unfortunate. Yeah, well, you know, it's pizza. Yeah. Um, Rosati's is another one that is here i don't know it's if it's funny that them. chuck e cheese is on there because that's just you have to go there for a birthday party it's not you're not has anyone ever gone there just to order a pizza and like go Dude, home? it's that it, it, it might be the very worst pizza i had you know i told you about that gas station pizza mm-hmm. that is better than chuck e cheese oh yeah chuck e cheese was like a, like a cardboard situation that they just like reheated for you it was it was gnarly and we went to like a kid's birthday party there like i don't know chud and i like ate Oh, it was before we had a kid. So like 10 years ago and it was not, it was not good. Yeah. Even if you're like, you know, do you drink? Uh, Not anymore, but I did. Yes. Okay. For a long time. Like, even if you're shit face drunk and you're like, I need some pizza, they can't go wrong. I still, you could hand me a free Chuck E. Cheese pizza or tell me I need to pay $10 for that gas station pizza, which is only $5. I'm going with the gas station pizza. Yeah. Or even getting like a Totino's like pizza for the, uh, like, yeah. like make it or like getting Papa Murphy's and putting it in the microwave instead of the oven. That is yes. better when you're drunk than going to Chuck E. Cheese. Dude, it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. And who the fuck thought of a rat as the mascot? For it's because of the cheese right and it's like he's into the cheese oh okay uh, well, okay yeah he likes cheese that's a stereotype marketing. too they're, they're they, they don't just like cheese yeah <laughs> um okay do you have you ever been to a cc's which was established in 1985 and i, I have, have not i have not but i do have a question about papa john's for you okay i saw some kind of a commercial where they have some i don't remember what they're calling them they're like uh they're not calzones but they're like pizza sandwich looking things do you know what i'm talking about no no, they. I saw some commercial where they had like a pizza that they like folded over itself, and they have a fancy name for it. And I wondered if you've had one of those. Let's see. It's a pizza sandwich from Papa John's. Yeah, yeah. Sandwich might be the wrong word, but you know that opens another question. Do you think a hot dog's a sandwich? Do you think a hamburger's a sandwich? I stand behind it. No, a hot dog is not a sandwich, and a hamburger is not a sandwich. But what are your thoughts? Me and my mom actually had this debate the other day. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think it can be, but then are you saying a burrito's a sandwich? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, you can't stop. It's a Papa Papadillas or whatever it says there. That's the commercial I saw. I don't like that they're making fun of Spanish. It sounds like, but they look pretty <laughs> well, good. It's, a, it's totally making fun of Italian. It's just very close to Spanish. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, these look pretty good. Uh, I would definitely, definitely get down. I haven't been to Papa John's in a while, but I do think it's funny that he is the only uh, head of any one of these that's used the N-word in public. 
Yeah, I think he was kind of that was some entrapment shit. But that's I only know that because you and Kyle talked about that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just funny though. I think it's kind of funny. He, How do you he, entrap like, he jumped. He that? jumped in to like defend him hard, and I thought that oh, that was pretty great. He was ready. He was ready to cover that guy. I mean, you could try and set me up to say that, and you, I wouldn't say it. You know, it's true. You know, most of us are pretty careful these days, right? And I'm pretty <laughs> offensive. I'll say just about anything, but I just, won't. Just say about everything, yeah. Just almost. About. I can't yeah. see this last one here. Does that logo look familiar to you? It does not. I'm not sure what that is. 2002, probably. And then no pizza has been invented since 2004. I mean, um, the market's we, we, kind of flooded, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like for smaller places, we've got a place in town that's really good. They, that's a wood fire pizza. So if you have a chance, like basically, if you can get a place that's got a really, really hot oven, you're going to have a better pizza. That's interesting. That's it. So wood fire pizza in town, super good. Where you're at, Pop- No, I'm in Washington. So Papa Murphy's. Oh. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I'm almost Canada. And that makes sense. Everybody goes to Papa Murphy's. You get, you can get your Papa Murphy's with your food stamps. You know what I mean? It's cold. Yeah. So you can go there and get your you know, food stamp pizza. Take it as long as you got an oven to throw it in. But true story. I knew a guy who was really drunk and put a Papa Murphy's raw <laughs> in the microwave and ate it. It was like, that is not stretchy cheese. That is the dough that is supposed to go in an oven. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah, for sure. You no, know, there's some of these ones uh, that are interesting. Godfather Pizza has been, uh, it's big in New York and Oklahoma, according to this list. There's a lot of territory in the middle there mm-hmm. where you're not seeing uh, Godfathers as well yeah. with, you know, Pizza Hut in Louisiana. Yeah. And what's this? Uh, Nebraska? We, I don't, South Dakota. again, didn't get my GED, so that's not my department. I believe <laughs> that's not, South Dakota. Yeah, past Montana and I'm, I'm lost, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm really impressed by how, how uh, Little Caesars has shit on lockdown. This has got to be a Little Caesars ad. Yeah, okay, okay. You yeah, because that's that's a lot. Is this everyone's favorite pizza or like the most chains in, in each state? That's, that's an interesting uh, yeah. map. It's not really telling us too well there. I mean, this is kind of cool, though. Uh, when you click on that list, it shows all kinds of other lists. It shows the most popular beer by state. Yeah, what what were you drinking when you were, um, you know, first started getting, if you're, if you're drinking a cheap beer in your area, you're in Arizona, right? Yeah, Four Peaks. This is a local brewery here, and I would agree that it's probably the most popular. Um, but Dragoon's getting up there, too, now, because Dragoon is actually out of Tucson. For you okay. guys, it's Red Hook, which I've never even heard of. Yeah, Red Hook. There's a brewery in Seattle, but like when when I was a kid, it was Rainier or Olympia. Those were the two beers. Pabst. Pabst was always really popular too. Interesting. You know, the first beer that I got into liking was uh, Dos Equis because the first time I ever drank was in Mexico with my family, and we drank mm-hmm. tequila. You know, like that's kind of mm-hmm. what you do there, and um, that was fun. I mean, it, I, I uh, ended up liking tequila for quite a little while, but then it's just like it gets gross. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of it, but yeah, Dos Equis Amber specifically. This is an important list here. Um, wow, Little Caesars really still being popular. Oh, this and... is just like all more fast food. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about sandwiches because yeah, like, I want to. I mean, we're that. jumping around here, but you know, um, sandwiches like the, out of the chains. Like, what do you, what's what do you got going on there? Oh boy, this requires a little bit of searching because I want to see all of these here. And um, I'm actually really excited to talk about uh, sandwiches with you. 
What the hell is Allsup's? That's a gas station. Okay, let's look. I'm going to leave that list up because that looks pretty nice. Okay, let's see. Big sandwich chains. Are we talking chains? Yeah, for sure. Big sandwich chains. So we're talking like Quiznos. Is Quiznos still in business? I don't know. I was just wondering the same thing when I was thinking about doing the show with you. I was like, Quiznos was used to be, you know, there'd be a few locations in our county and there is none left. So I don't know if that's just us or if that's everybody. But you got like Jimmy John's has come up in the last few years. We got a few locations now. Subway's always had it on lockdown. Um, Jimmy John's is trash. Subway's trash. And then um, there's like port. Uh, is port of subs port like a like a boat port? Is that something you've ever heard of? No, but I've heard of Potbelly, and that's a fun one. Okay, port of subs must be a local thing. So we still got a few of those. That's it's like a subway situation where you order at the counter and tell them what you want on as you go down the line. Uh, oh. I'm not a. I'm not opposed to a um, Arby's. I know that it's not just a oh, sandwich yeah. place, but they have the meats. Yeah. It's... I, I would not think of that as a sandwich place. It's like that's in the fast food category as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But I mean, again, this is one of those things. So we're talking subs. Sub sandwiches. I'm for gonna... me, for the longest time, I would say if somebody asked me, what's your favorite food? I would have said sandwiches. It's like, they're, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of a trick. Because there's like a large variety in there, you know? Sure, yeah. And they can't say, well, no, that doesn't count. What is your favorite type of sandwich if you had to eat, oh. you know, one sandwich for the rest of your life? Anytime you ask for a sandwich, you get this sandwich. Oh, man. I don't know, like a, like a kind of like Italian cold cut situation, like with a good like Italian bread. Not a hoagie, but like a sliced bread. Okay. I don't hate it. You like a little vinaigrette on there and stuff too. Parmesan you know, not like not so much. Surprisingly, what? maybe like some pickles, some kind of pickled like uh, you know vegetables or something. Add a little vinegar. Pepperoncinis can be good, you know, if I want a little bit spicy, but not the not the vinegar on there. I don't like that it makes things soggy. Sure, I like it on the side. Like when we when we do have to go to Subway. Have you ever been to a Potbelly? No, I've never heard of that, dude. Oh my god, they're bomb. I do DoorDash a little bit on the side since I'm doing mm-hmm. this full time now. Do a little and, tasting um, on the on the way on the drive over. What's that? Did you take any samples? On I your took drives? a little sample of, of someone's <laughs> sandwich. They didn't know. They made it a little big. No, I would <laughs> never do that. That's so not. gross, right? It's not. <laughs> but um, no, Potbelly's dope, and the the whole idea behind it. You think it would be Potbelly like the the you know when you eat you get fat you get a Potbelly. But it, I'm seeing the graphic here. This they're talking about a Potbelly stove. Like a yes, stove. it's cool. I like, I like the it. way that it's set up in there. The vibe in there is pretty cool. Um, we have a Jason's Deli here, which is pretty basic, not just sandwiches. Either. You have or you haven't? Have not. Okay. Um, heard of Quiznos? Quiznos mm-hmm. is is fire. If it's actually around still, Quiznos is way better than Subway. Subway's the largest, quickest growing fast food chain out there, so it lets you know that it's shit. You know, they they really had, you know, a lot of people like I was going there all the time when I was trying to do Weight Watchers and stuff. on a diet thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get low fat stuff, but it's like loaded with carbohydrates and like sugar and no, no good nutrition. But then, you know, their mascot lost all that weight, started molesting kids. It was yep. just it was awkward. It's awkward situation. Yeah, they really fell apart in the uh, mid 2000s, late 2000s because of Jared. Yeah. Uh, you know, fucking around, doing some weird stuff. And then, like, they started finding out, like, there's, like, um, flame retardant in the bread at Subway. Yeah, they have uh, some kind of, some chemical that's also in yoga mats to soften their bread. There's, like, oh, yeah, there's been a lot of controversy like that. But anytime you're getting, like, 
fast food bread. Like that's probably the same thing as in the buns at McDonald's or whatever. It's just to keep things soft so they don't go stale. So they have a longer shelf life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, and then also the tuna there, which I don't know who goes there and gets tuna. That's kind of scary. Uh, my, my boss, my last job totally always got a tuna sandwich. And that's the only person I've ever met that even ate that there once. Oh, was, I bet the toilet just looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. after. You <laughs> that's so a lot nasty. of splatter. God. But yeah, that, that tuna is not even um, fish, they said. What? It's some that's, weird shit. That is disturbing. That's yeah. really weird. It's gross. So, there was, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you, what's your opinion on bologna? Love it. I like the thick cut bologna, though, and I like it fried. Yeah, if you've ever gone to like a good diner and had a good bologna sandwich where they cut it thick like that and, yeah. and crispy on the outside, that's some good shit. That with mustard, maybe a little mayonnaise. Um, you're really having a good time there. And you know what's funny? I uh, I love cooking shows. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I was going to ask you that today. That's great. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk about that a bit too because there was a uh, there's a great cooking show. It's on Netflix. Uh, I think it's like the Mind of a Chef or something. And I'll try uh-huh. and find the season for anyone listening that wants to see it. The way that this dude cook is named Sean Brock. He cooks outside a lot. And it's mm-hmm. so cool. It, it's mostly Southern style food, but he goes around and like finds, he like is friends with a farmer, gets the, like this, like Osabaw pig and yeah. then like cooks the whole pig. And then they do like a crawfish boil and it's all outside. It's just dope. It's like a, a cool, it, it makes cooking look fun instead of like clinical. Yeah. How they I've do seen it. all of that. Speaking of clinical. Yeah. There's something else to bring up too. I what got some, I got something fun for you. So when I should have rem- remembered to mention this when we were talking about candy, we we're talking a little bit of Reese's. Have you ever heard of the Food Surgeon on YouTube? No. Search food Food Surgeon on YouTube and uh, with the word Reese's, you okay. see this what this guy does. And he's not no longer making videos. These are all old. But I remember seeing this a long time ago, and something you said on one of your episodes I, I reminded me of this. So yeah, Food Surgeon. Um, Clinical. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why. Because this guy takes apart candy from the store with a scalpel with super close up stuff. And then like, well, like, um, what was this? Reese's peanut butter ectomy with a Oreo cream transplant. This so he one? takes a yeah, the the one uh that one. Yeah, he takes apart a Reese's peanut butter cup really carefully and it separates the peanut butter from the chocolate. And then he takes that Oreo part super carefully and puts the Oreo cream into the Reese's makes oh, it God. you know whole again and then eats it it's just so weird and he's got a ton of videos like that where he just takes apart like a kit kat or whatever let me and, share like, my sound and we can actually watch this really quick because uh <laughs> and i'll skip forward a bit just so that we're not watching a four minute video yeah but this sounds lovely oh because it's like asmr or whatever too no this is him just opening a package that's not okay a- real quick uh, yeah. I would be pissed off. This looks like a new packet. Yeah. And he opens it, and there's like seven cookies. In this. Well, this guy has already been snacking on these before he started the video. Okay. Yeah, this is a fetish. You can tell. This is weird, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, so, but skip, skip to like, like the end, because that's where the money shot or whatever. Just like get out past this foreplay. He he t- he separates the candy from its parts. Okay, so right here, yeah, he's cutting it very precisely. He's got clinic gloves on. Uh, slicing through very rough, I would say. And I expected this to be much more precise. Uh, yeah, yeah, it starts to break. Like the chocolate on the top is kind of hard. And uh, 
Yeah, you don't need the sound. The sound adds nothing on here. You don't need the sound. But we can describe this. I mean, descriptive audio, right? I mean, like, now he's taking a razor blade and carefully scraping the cream off of an Oreo cookie. Yeah. And, you know, I never realized that the little dollop of cream there in the middle, the little sandwich there, it's the same size that fits perfectly into your Reese's. Huh. Look at that. Well, it's kind of like a uh, Malo cup, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan because I'm not. Marshmallow and candy is not my fave. And he is a little messy. He's a little messy with the peanut butter, too. I feel like I've done better with my teeth trying to separate the peanut butter from the chocolate. It would be nice if he would have left the peanut butter in there and put the cream in just to see what that would be like. Just a supplement instead of of a a swap. Um, Question, though, for you. What is the best form of Reese's that you can get? You going for like the classic cup? Do you want like uh, one of the holiday things, like a, a Christmas tree, uh, like Easter? Uh, I like the egg. pumpkin. The pumpkin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I also like the uh, the take five. Have you seen the take five? Oh, sure, yeah. With the peanut butter, the caramel, the pretzel. Um, hey, yeah, this is not bad. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them. This one is like a licorice. I mean, that's cool. Repairing a clogged licorice artery. Yeah, this guy is a real weirdo. (laughs) He made videos like about six years ago for just a little while, but they're they're very, if you want to see like someone carefully take apart a candy and disassemble it to its parts, this this guy's got that uh, corner of the internet on lockdown. (laughs) Well, and how many, I mean, come on, 1.8 million views on this shit. I don't get that many views on my episodes. I mean, like that's a lot of views for sure. Yeah, that's wild. That's pretty dope though. I never... Would have thought that someone would be doing that. For sure. For for Reese's, for me, I'm going for any of the holiday ones, like the egg, the the sure. pumpkin, or the tree, because that has like a thinner chocolate on it, so you have more peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Yeah, yeah. And there's none of the like hard edges, like on a peanut butter cup. You know, there's not a thicker chocolate. It's all That's thin. True. But they all kind of look like a dog shit. They don't actually look yeah. like the shape they say they are. So there, there's that. Yeah, with the pumpkin, I think it's kind of cool how the eyes, like you can see the peanut butter eyes and shit sure. in the mouth. But, you know, it, like you said, it doesn't come out looking uh, looking too pretty. It looks like he's usually making a weird face, uh, oh, yeah, the for pumpkin. Sure. He's not smiling. And are you preferring peanut butter flavor of other candies, too, if you're choosing? Sure. Snickers peanut butter is, is That's lovely. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Butterfinger is nice. Uh-huh. Uh, what about, like, um, uh, uh, you know, cheaper shit, like Little Debbie, like Nutty Bars? You ever have those? Oh, dude, I grew up eating that shit. My grandma, who was like my second mom, basically, because both my parents worked, they dropped me off with my grandma. She had Nutty Bars, which I thought they had a different name back then. Uh, maybe I it was remember, because she called them something. Because they come two bars to a package, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then I was like, you get more for, you know, like, that's what I always wanted. Like, you get yeah. two in the package. So that one was exciting. But do you um, ever remember them by a different name other than Nutty Bar? No, no, I always remember that because the first time I would have had them was in middle school. Um, they had at some point they got like a snack bar in the school that you could buy stuff from. And they were like cooking Otis Spunkmeyer cookies in the oh, in this little oven there. And you could like get hot cookies and it smelled like cookie hot cookies. Oh, this, this is just criminal. This should not be allowed in fucking schools. Dude, yeah, but, with kids. Mm-hmm, and like, of course, you're going to go and buy that. And but they also sold. Um, nutty bars and they were only 25 cents for that pack and they came two two so you know you and a friend could like share it or whatever you could yeah. you know, sad in the bathroom if you wanted to whatever yeah if one of you can't come up with 25 cents you could split <laughs> yeah. it with somebody <laughs> for sure i mean that was those were the days you know like you didn't have a job nothing you're yeah to yeah do. of course that's so funny yeah the uh the little debbie snacks were huge with my grandma 
But mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what she called them. She called them something different. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't think of anything else besides Nutty Bars. Some Mandela shit right there. Uh-huh. Do you have a little Debbie snack that is your favorite? Is it the Nutty Bar? It would definitely be the Nutty Bar. Yeah. Gotta That'd run be around. like the only one that I would ever want to buy. I mean, what else do they have? What else? It's like the little cupcake things with the cream filling in the center. Is that? Uh, I think that's Hostess. That them too? That's Hostess. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Little Debbie snacks. I think that they have the oatmeal cream pies. Oh, oatmeal pies. Yeah. Um, still not a fave. Definitely the, the Nutty Bars. And then you carefully remove the wafers, separate them. And there's the peanut butter laid in there nicely. You sure. know, when I was a kid, it was all about taking the, taking your time with those, and like breaking them apart and like eating the peanut butter separately. Yeah, I I uh, kind of fuck around when I eat those uh, Reese's too. Uh, eat them kind of. These cosmic brownies are nice. Um, let's see what else. Honey buns. Oh yeah, okay, I recognize those. There's like always like a little end cap section at the grocery store. That wait a second, go up. What is this that I've never seen? Go up a little bit. Peanut butter Richies. What is this? Oh, it's like a boy. chocolate cake with like a tube of peanut butter in the middle. It's basically a chocolate and a peanut butter Twinkie. I mean, oh yes, it is. You're right. Let's just siphon that peanut butter out of there. Um, that is like a straw yeah. in there. <laughs> just like suck it out. <laughs> um, put it back in the package. Put it back in the cabinet. See if anyone <laughs> notices. Oh yeah, no, I've never seen those. That's uh, that's nice. new. Yeah, nutty bars. That's the one. I've seen the honey buns and the oatmeal cream pies. Oh, and those cosmic brownies with like the yeah colorful like uh sprinkles or whatever and the swiss rolls that's the other one that's always around everywhere right zebra cakes hey i don't i don't hate a zebra oh, yeah cake. zebra cakes yeah i'm just not not interested in any of those really these days like if i'm gonna get something bad for me it's definitely gonna have peanut butter in it. yeah and you know my my son my nine-year-old is allergic to peanut butter oh, i think that's man. part of the uh, allure with it it's like if I'm eating peanut butter, it's like after bedtime, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like, like, it's, it's like a <laughs> dirty secret. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> like funny. washing your hands and making sure he can't smell it on you afterwards. Oh man. It, and, and peanut allergy is intense too. It's like bad, bad. Yeah, for sure. That sucks. Poor kid. Oh, you know, there was another thing I have on my notes here. Cause I didn't want to forget. There is a meal that I remember from a fast food place when I was a kid and I wondered if anyone's ever heard of it. If you have, you've got to tell me. There was, I think it was Burger King. There was a kid's meal that came with two tiny hamburgers. And they were like still somewhat connected, like by the bun. Um, this would be before I'd ever heard the term slider. Uh, and I was think they were castle? called. No, because we never had those around here. It was either Burger King or McDonald's because that's all we had. And I think it was called a twin burger. And it must have been a really short-lived promotion. But I remember that same as like the Nutty Bars being two to a pack. I was like so excited because I got two hamburgers, even though they were both like, you know, silver dollar size. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Twin Burger. Um, oh, uh, God. Not that. Not that. The um, first thing that we that we see when we type in uh, Twin Burger is Japan, Australia. Twin Burger at Lotteria Japan. It's which is literally... like a hamburger and a chicken burger on one bun. Yeah, it's like a hoagie bun. With a cheeseburger on one half and a chicken patty with shitty looking lettuce on the other one. Yeah, not even stacked. That's like next door neighbors. That was very strange. What if you typed in 80s or Burger King? Was this it? Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, that's it. See how they're connected still? It's like conjoined cheeseburger twins. Yeah, yeah. What fast food chain do they say that's from? Let's see. 
discontinued yes we're doing some serious fucking research oh that's here. exciting i'm very excited can you remember the names of these discontinued fast food sandwiches well hey it looks like we got a nice little thing to go through here um we got uh, number one burger king gave the first version of the, its fish sandwich this name the genuine fish steak sandwich uh oh this is like a little multiple choice oh it's like a, it's like a quiz you got to take the quiz to learn the answer then oh, so shit. what do you think was it the fisher moby fish or the whaler i'm gonna say the whaler i'm guessing oh. the whaler but i have I'll no idea. say the fisher we'll go with your answer though oh, oh wow. i was correct you know all this shit you're acting I like you don't not. i did okay. not know number not two mcdonald's old. promised that the holy side would stay hot oh i'm sorry McDonald's promised that the hot side would stay hot and the cool side would stay cool. That's and right. They had these little styrofoam containers that would separate the top part of the burger with the veggies and the condiments with from the bottom side of the burger, which was the you know bottom bun and, and burger. But I don't remember what that was called. McFresh, McDLT, or McSplit. I'm going McSplit. You got an answer? Uh, I would say the DLT, but I don't know what that stands for. See, oh, I'm telling what? you. I'm telling I did you, you not... know me. <laughs> You know so, I've just been obsessed that I, I I'm gonna someday I'm gonna get on Ryan's show and I'm gonna know all the answers <laughs> this fucking quiz. I'm gonna lead him to this page like and act like I didn't remember. Okay, <laughs> this is your next one. You're two for two now, and you're gonna be three for three with this because this was the one that we came here for. Oh, from 1990, and it was Burger King. Okay, um, they had little conjoined sliders. Well, I said Burger Twins earlier. That's what I Burger Twins. That's what I would guess. Okay, so I'll go with you on that because there is a trend here. Uh, Burger Princes. Burger Twins or Burger Buddies. Burger Buddies would have been a nicer name. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, it was Burger it was. Buddies. Okay. Sweet. Cool. Okay. Well. Burger Buddies. All right. Well, this problem that's it's solved there. Ironically, you missed the one that we came here for. That's kind of funny. I, that is funny. The one Number I've actually four, eaten. <laughs> McDonald's launched this burger around 2000. You can still find it on military bases. Lucky military. This is why you need to sign up for the military, kids. The government so isn't misleading special... Yeah, you get a special one of a special McDonald's there, McMammoth, Big and Tasty, or oh. McExtra Deluxe. Well, Big and Tasty was a burger that I I know the name of that. Let's that go with McMammoth. <laughs> it's not a McMammoth. It's Damn, Big and that's Tasty. such a sick name. Okay, Big and Tasty. Apparently, you can still get on the military. Yeah, because I don't think that's on like normal. That's old school. It's not on normal menus anymore. What did McDonald's call this big bite that launched in 1979? It looks like a pile of shit, though. It's not really a good thing. I don't picture. even know what that is. Yeah, yeah it looks like, like a some sort of tray. Patty. I think they're pouring some kind of sauce on top of onions on a patty. Okay. Chopped uh, breakfast. Ooh, I'm thinking the, the Salisbury steak, the McRibeye. Or chopped beef steak. What um, do you think? I don't know. Salisbury sandwich. Salisbury sandwich? That's kind of what it looks like. What? It was called chopped beef steak? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, can I get the chopped beef steak, please? From <laughs> 5 to like 9 p.m. Idea. It looks like a breakfast thing. Yeah. But it's not. That's like weird. It. Ooh, this looks dirty. Is this a sloppy Taco gel? Taco Bell sold the loose meat sandwich in the 1970s. Oh, oh my God. So it was a bun, and it looks like the meat that comes on their tacos with like. Dude, you know the name of this. It's the Sloppy Jose. Oh my gosh, is that really what it is? That's Damn it. appropriate. <laughs> what? This one that it actually is is worse. It's called the Bell Beefer. <laughs> Damn. The sloppy Jose would have been sick. That would that they probably be right. That probably gone, yeah. No. So uh, Taco Bell, right? There's a, there's a chain here locally called Taco Time, and yeah. uh, we had these little. They, they they have like um. It's basically tater tots, and uh, they called them uh, Mexi fries forever. 
And like, I don't know, four years ago or something, they started calling tater fries and you can't say Mexi fries. So whatever we pull up, Chud would be like, you know, can I get some uh, Mexi fries, please? Or Mexi (laughs) nuggets. Maybe they were Mexi nuggets. I can't remember. And 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 sometimes they'll just be like, what? What's that? You know, like the young kids will act like they don't know what he's talking about. Can I get about the beaner fries, right. please? <laughs> Mexi fries. Those are hella good tater yeah, tots. Yeah, that sounds dope. What's your favorite form of potato, by the way, on the side of like, let's say a burger? Are we going fries? And I'll, I'll include onion rings in there. But fries, oh, you know, traditional, curly, crisp cut, tater tots, whatever. I, I love potatoes and fried potatoes are great. If you're making a good French fry, it doesn't need to be fancy. Just a straight up French fry would be my favorite. But if you're being particular, like uh, battered fries, where they're like got a little crispy yeah, on the batter. outside. Yeah, the, that's that's good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. This is a dope website for anyone that wants to go check out MeTV. There's a whole survey. Um, what did the Sandy's chain call its competitor to the Big Mac? I've never heard of Sandy's, so I have no idea. Me neither. I'll go the uh, Big Scott. Big Scott? Big Boom. Irish or Big Brit? Oh, you win. Good guess. Yeah, uh, Wendy's tried to make this sliced meat sandwich work in 2006. They're trying it's like to a ciabatta bun. Got, with, well, the ch- 06 was, yeah, the ciabatta was like a big deal then. It was a craze. Uh, yeah. our, Jack in the Box was doing really good stuff with that. Uh, what are we going here? I don't feel like it should be that middle one. But I bet it's we, the frescata. That was like a word, like the there's a pizza brand like called Fresca or something. Freschetta. Like, Freschetta. The frescata, that's what my guess would be for that one. Okay, I'll go with you on that. We got the delicioso. Uh, oh, delicioso. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like a play on words saying deli. Like oh, shit, I clicked the wrong one. But yeah, you oh, were right. Oh, but I was right. Frescata. What did the burger chef chain call the signature burger? Uh, they didn't want to. Burger call. chef. was. A, I've never heard of that. Oh, okay. Burger chef chain. Um, it looks good. Though. It looks pretty pretty basic. Um, super chef big chief or chef special i don't know i mean it's literally just a burger with fries and a. am gonna go chef special super chef super chef. spelled incorrectly too it's spelled like their name of the place burger king offered this specialty sandwich circa 1982 it looks oh, like a veal parmesan sandwich oh my god a veal parmesan sandwich yeah so we didn't get over my first job was a burger king my first official tax really? job was was Burger King. I worked there for maybe a year and a half. But this uh, sandwich was 16. before your time. It was, but we did have this like uh, tour of like we had a French sandwich and an Italian sandwich and one other one. I can't remember the other one. The Italian was like it had like marinara sauce and a mozzarella type cheese on it. And those were all those chicken sandwiches that are kind of long, you know, like the they have that come like on a hoagie. And the French huh. one had like sliced ham and Swiss cheese on it. Nice. Yeah. Hey, that sounds pretty good. The name of this though, Veal Parmesa, Veal Parmigiana, or Veal Pizzeria. I'm going Veal Parmesa just because it's stupid. It's it stupid. Would... Doesn't it's not a real word. Normally, you would go Veal Parmigiana with a sandwich like this, but yeah. damn it, that's what and they it did. was. It was okay. Son of a bitch. We got a couple more left here. Finally, Jack in the Box offered this long sandwich in the 1970s. It looks like shit. But it does the Jack steak, the jumbo Jack or the monster Jack. What are you thinking? Jack steak. It sounds right. Cause it looks I, like it's trying to be a steak, but it is just scary. It looks like a slice of a tongue. You would fit right in, in a boardroom of these people making these names, of these sandwiches. Oh man. I'd be so good at that. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
you know, I don't know. It's like fast food is so weird. And like some of the trends that happen, like we talked about ciabatta, you know, chipotle flavor, you know, sauce or whatever was a thing for a while. I remember yeah. when I was a kid, when pesto became a thing, like everyone had some kind of pesto sauce. Yeah. It's like, there'll just be these trends that are like crazy Japanese fast food. What is that? Yeah, it's strange. It looks like some sort of shrimp cake. Uh, half oh, of it's I see shrimp the shrimp. Cake. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, uh, it looks like a chicken patty, but it's a shrimp cake with, uh, you know, fried chicken batter on the outside, tartar sauce, and then maybe some cabbage on yeah. one half and then a burger on the other half. Hey, that doesn't sound too bad. A little surf and turf deal. Mm. There is a, a burger place in the Seattle area. They've got a few of them now. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a, a Korean burger place. At, oh, Katsu Burger. You would you'd probably they probably have a good internet presence. K A T S U Katsu Burger. Okay. They have like they make like burger patties and then they like batter and fry them like katsu, like, yeah, like the chicken. chicken. Mm-hmm. And they have like really good like curry sauce and stuff of curry mayonnaise for like dipping in fries oh man yeah it looks pretty we, damn good we went there once and it was really good because you can hey, get so you know a burger the... you can get like a, a a chicken or whatever again what was the name of your twin burgers that was the the burger buddies right burger buddies yeah from burger king yeah. okay yeah interesting hey you know some of this katsu stuff looks pretty damn good this minchi mm-hmm. it's nice the yeah the katsu katsu burger in the seattle area is super good if anyone's around there fuck yeah it looks good and i'm a big fan of these uh pickled purple onions too i oh yeah fuck some of those up yeah i make those Mm -hmm. you can ferment them and they're really good you said that you had an interesting little book there let's get into that a little bit oh sure and you know we we can wrap up shortly you said you had another episode to do today what time was that was that oh that's chud he's going on at five today so we got a little bit of time um I have the encyclopedia of sandwiches yeah, that I have yeah, on my cookbook out. shelf. So um, this is just a large collection. I don't know, 300 pages of different sandwiches. So um, I'm like, I don't know if, if you got to pick one, you know, they've got a little bit of everything here. One that jumps out at me that I'm curious if you've ever had is a fluffernutter. No, what is this? Fluffernutter is not a, a, it's not a job opening on a, a porn set. It's a, it's made with marshmallow and peanut butter and in between some like regular white bread. That's it. Like marshmallow fluff. I think that's where the fluff comes from. Wow. Yeah. I don't think that that sounds very good though. Maybe no, if you not. made like French toast as the, um, like that'd be a good French toast sandwich. Okay. You know, and then what about that brings you to a Monte Cristo? Are you familiar with a Monte Cristo? Yeah. You know, I don't know how I feel about them. I had one once as a kid and I thought it was just a normal sandwich because we went to some weird restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. we we're on vacation somewhere and it, I read everything except for the powdered sugar and mm-hmm. it sounds like a normal ass sandwich. And then it's like, there's powdered sugar on there too. Kind yeah, of weird. It was, it's basically like French toast, I think, or like maybe they French toast the whole sandwich after it's made and then like fry it. I don't know. Um, it's like a turkey and mozzarella sandwich or turkey and provolone sandwich with like fucking sugar on it. It's yeah, weird. this one says ham, turkey and Swiss. And then you dip the whole thing in egg and then you fry it. And then they put powdered sugar on top of that. So it's like making a sandwich and then dipping it in egg and then like, so like French toast. So I'm not in to the sweet and savory thing myself much. So that's not, that's definitely not my deal. Yeah. McGriddle can kick rocks as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no way. Um, I I remember like being hung over once and like get going to get like a regular ass breakfast sandwich and getting that instead and taking a bite without looking when i was driving and just like starting to cry because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was so hungover and like going to work early and it's just like just starting to cry like oh, my man. life is ruined it's so gross 
<laughs> uh, you know, hot pastrami on rye. That's a classic. Oh, he- fuck it. Do you, okay. So the, what about a Reuben? You know, Reuben you... is a good sand. I can make a really good Reuben because I Favorite make my sandwich. own. I make my own fermented mustard from scratch. I make my own rye bread. I make my own sauerkraut, and then you make a really good corned beef. And if you don't eat it all the first day, you can wait until it's cold and then slice it really thin. Oh man, yeah. that's yeah, it's one of the best sandwiches. So yeah. you you go corned beef. I actually like a pastrami Reuben. Pastrami, sure, those are good too. Okay. Yeah. I- just haven't done that myself uh in the nice. house here you got to buy the pastrami which is yeah. just fine it's good stuff hell yeah yeah ruben's nice a french dip is nice why don't we uh open that book up to a random page and see okay. what the sandwich is okay we have a Pramonti, which is that Pramonti brothers yeah i've actually been there in florida like there's this East Coast chain, and they're known for making a big sandwich. Then they put a big handful of French fries on them. Have you I'm ever holding that up to the uh, camera a little bit? That looks so. This this, this is the Pramonti's brother sandwich. Nice. Yeah. So they're doing like a cold cut situation. They've got some kind of coleslaw, probably some tomatoes and onions, and then they put hot French fries on their sandwich and they squish it in there. So that brings me to the most important question of today: chips or fries on a sandwich? Yes or no? Is that like I acceptable? Have. Absolutely. Yeah. Even even on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If you ever have oh, ruffles yeah. on a peanut okay. butter and jelly, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay you're not getting that. kicked out of my house for offering <laughs> one of those things anywhere yeah. out there. Yeah, Promonte Brothers is good. That's like a chain now. I think they've been on like a Food Network show or something because I had heard of them before I went to Florida and I was I like sought it out yep. after going to a, a wedding. Um then we got like what about like a Cuban sandwich? Like a oh, Cubano. Yeah, dude. Those are they have um uh pork it's like ham there's different types of pork it's like shredded pork and then also uh ham like carnitas almost and then ham right right it's like a pulled pork type situation with like sliced pork so yeah yeah and then mustard and a pickle you got to do the pickle i think swiss cheese is there some kind of cheese on there there's some kind yeah i don't know exactly and then it's hot and the whole thing is squished down with like a flat iron right yeah, I just yeah. picture some fat Cuban dude that just got done rolling a cigar and then he didn't even wash his hands and he just made the sandwich. So it's got the cigar kind of undertones to it. And it's yes, really good. That sounds good. A little smoky. But yeah, <laughs> sounds yeah, delicious. Yeah. Have about... you ever had a banh mi? Oh, Sorry to interrupt. Yes, banh mi is. Oh, yeah, that could be up there. A banh mi is a damn good sandwich. That's and probably I... top five for me. Yeah, they have the pate on there. You can see pork or chicken. Yep. And then they're quick pickle mix with like the daikon and carrots that's sort of super good you got to have cilantro and some jalapenos on there that's really really good stuff yes the yeah. it's when it's a mixture of french and vietnamese because yeah. that's when i think the french had colonized vietnam totally. or something yeah and I've yeah looked dude, into that the history was, of that myself that was on that show i'm gonna actually see if i can find some images from this because it was pretty cool uh but yeah continue with these different sandwiches these are fascinating Let's, to me this is what else do we have eggplant parmesan sub so what do you do you have an opinion of eggplant parmesan have you ever had that before i actually prefer eggplant parmesan over chicken parmesan eggplant parmesan is very good that's take, uh, but... i make it very very good and then if you have leftovers of that throwing that on bread is not going to make anybody angry that's a good that's a good thing right there yeah um what about like a meatball sub Are you into that meatball subs okay it's not my favorite um i will eat it it's got to be pretty saucy. One of my my favorite sandwich from Subway. We were talking shit on Subway earlier. Mm-hmm. Favorite sandwich from Subway is the chicken pizziola. Oh, is that like a newer had... thing? Because I've never heard of that. It's a discontinued thing, actually. Oh, what they okay. did 
you can still get it. If anyone's out there and you're really feeling like a piece of shit and you want to go to Subway and get a sandwich, <laughs> get a uh, you got to do the Italian bread and you're better off eating this there. You don't want to take this home. Get no, it there. It's not going to travel well. It's yeah. not at all. It, it doesn't even barely travel to the table when you eat, we eat it there and get a six inch. Don't be an animal. If you got to go back, get a, <laughs> get a foot long. Um, or if you got to go back, get a second six inch. Yeah, right. You got to eat this thing quick. It's the uh, Italian bread. They do uh, the chicken shreds, which who knows what the fuck that meat is. Yeah. Chicken shreds and then a couple slices of pepperoni, mozzarella cheese, and then the uh, sauce, the the pizza, the meatball sauce. Okay, it's yeah, like the marinara or whatever. Pepperoni pizza. Um, you know, get a little oregano, get a little parm, and then whatever toppings you would throw on a pizza, throw on that as well. Toast it all together. It's like a pizza sandwich with uh, with chicken on it. It's good. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's not um, bad. That uh, that would be good. Like if I made it for real, you know. Like the yes. the thing downside I think with Subway is their bread. It's like soft, and you want you know like maybe a heartier bread for some of that saucy situation. Yeah. Um, we used to have a place in town called Burger Me. I think it was a one-off chain, and they had a Krispy Kreme donut the- burger. Oh man! And I'm seeing that in the sandwich that says a donut sandwich. I'm not okay with this. This is not <laughs> something that I'm okay with at all. Well, let, let me see this real quick. So it's a donut that's sliced down, you know, like a bagel situation, but it's got uh-huh. like uh, a ham and Swiss on there. And I'm not, what are you doing? Are you put mayonnaise on the donut or is that sauce free? I don't know. It's not a good idea though. It's it's not good. Yeah. I wonder what kind of sauce you could do on that. It looks cool, but it doesn't sound good. No. And I, yeah, that's this place used to have a burger on a Krispy Kreme that was cut open like that. That sounds like it could be okay. I don't know if you've heard of like a blue suede burger where it's got like it's, uh, you know, peanut butter on a uh, cheeseburger. It's fucking oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I, again, it's like the sweet and the savory is not my, my not my thing. Yeah. This is that, uh, Sean, this is the uh, the chef that's my favorite on Mind of a Chef, Sean Brock. I believe he's on season two. I really yeah, recommend. I definitely watched all of those and I would uh, also, oh yeah, he was in super into fermentation stuff. He made vinegar and that yeah. kind of thing too. Yeah. Yeah. It was in his grandma's basement. He would do all this stuff. And um, yeah, I, anyone out there check out, I think it's season two of Sean Brock. It should be on Netflix, but I mean, just by far the coolest uh, and he's always drunk too. You can tell he's yeah. kind of got, like, yeah. a, red face. Got a little rosy. Yeah, this is that pig that they're the whole pig roast. That was great. Yeah, and he's like got this mop and he's just throwing barbecue sauce on it. They did a crawfish. Yeah, boil. I think he was the first season because I definitely watched that one. Yeah, I think this was a chick, either chicken or yeah. I think this might have been Nashville hot chicken. Um, yeah, just fun. Like that's the kind of stuff that I think is cool when it comes to cooking. One of the scenes of him cooking outside, it's just dope. Instead of like yeah. being in a fucking kitchen. Like every other damn show, this dude's outside cooking stuff, and it was fun. Interesting take on it. We actually watched the other day. Uh, what the fuck was it? The the chef battle show where they battle it out and their time. Oh, mas- what was that called? Master Chef? Is that what? That- no. It might oh. be Master Chef, but like it was like the- a Japanese show first. Okay. And then they it's there's like a host, and it's like. Uh, they have a certain ingredient they have to use is that yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. talking about yeah, I can't, why, why am i spacing iron chef okay yeah. iron chef we watched that and we watched a medieval episode oh. and they had to make like uh, uh you know gourmet meals using medieval ingredients and the one was mushrooms one was uh i think fish or something 
but it was just dope. Like the way that it was done was super cool. And like the whole theme was cool. I don't know. That kind of stuff's dope though. Cause I just like watching food. Me too. I love, and I love cooking. So it's like always giving me ideas of stuff to, that I want to learn about and try. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I mean, we can uh, continue talking about sandwiches, but I mean, I don't know if there was anything else that, you know, I didn't want to leave anything out that you didn't uh, get to share here. I appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, there's definitely going to be things that I think of later, but really the only thing I could think of is chips. We didn't talk chips. Okay. That goes, you know, that goes with a sandwich. You've talked about potatoes. Chips would be up there with French fries for me. If I'm going to get shitty something at the store, it's going to be chips and i was wondering if you have opinions on flavored chips uh you prefer the corn chip or or the potato where you're at on that so i have this favorite brand right now of potato chip and it's uh the louisiana style uh chip they're they're from oots i think it's pronounced utz okay and they have these kettle chips that are fried in peanut oil and they're so good. They have these ones that are called Gator Taters, and okay, they're kettle. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! If you see them, get some. I, I know okay. that it's not like you know healthy and all that good stuff, but for some junk food, just to like you know try something, mm-hmm. they're dill flavored kettle chips, dill and they're so like good. Dill. Yeah. yeah. Is it a vinegar situation? Is there like is there is a like a dill pickle or is it just dill seasoning? Yeah, like a dill pickle. Yeah. It tastes like. And then they have these ones that are crawfish taters too, and they have like crawfish seasoning, like Old Bay. Wow. And it, okay, yeah, yeah. Celery it was seed. bomb. Just the yeah. very best chips out there. But other than that, I do like cheat like hot Cheetos, you know, like that mm-hmm. trash. Yeah. <laughs> so I can go either way. But if I'm going for chips, they got to be kettle cooked if they're potato. I don't like for that sure. flimsy. The thicker shit. cut. Yeah, that's yep. what I'm going for too. I like uh, there's a, a Boulder. Boulder is the name, uh, the name of one. I think it's out of Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Um, Boulder is the name. And they make chips with avocado oil or coconut oil or nice. olive oil rather than vegetable oil so that's usually what i'm going for because i prefer a kettle chip and plain i'm not i always i never like a flavored chip but i always want to try it. like when lays does the the, yeah. the the test or what are they the, the contest right and yes. they have people like doing chicken and waffles chips i'm like i have to buy it it's like i'm not even eating that shit and i like have to buy it i just have to buy it and try it Chicken and waffles is when I remember, you know, loaded big potato. There's like tons of stuff. Ketchup chips. I think they have those around here now. Those were uh, always really popular in Canada, which is kind of close by us. So it's just like random flavors. I never like them though. I never like a seasoned chips, just as a straight up potato chips, what I'm after. Well, they had Greek uh, gyro chips too. Oh that, yeah, uh, yeah. That were really good. This damn one's not loading right now. There we go. Okay. So like right here, some of those weird ones, you got the New England lobster roll. I would definitely eat it. I tried that. How was it? Not it was, good? I see, I don't even remember, but I think that's a thicker cut chip too. Cause some of these were, were the thin regular ones. And then I think they had some of them that were thicker, but I'm not sure. I'm not going to lie to you. There's not one on here. That sounds bad to me. We have the chili con queso. We got the deep dish pizza. We got the fried pickle and ranch. Uh, we got the Chesapeake Bay crab spice, Cajun spice, Thai sweet chili and pimento cheese, which I, I, love. I definitely tried uh, the Thai sweet chili one when it was out too. And what was that like 2014 or something? Uh, I'm guessing they had that, um, that contest that was like, they would put two out at the same time that were like um, Four years ago. people. Okay. They were like people that were um, entered this contest. You give your idea 
if they accept you, they put you up against somebody else's idea and then they had people voting online to see who would win out and then become the new chip. But then, I mean, all these go away eventually anyway. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, Chile Rieno, that would be a nice one. Um, Nashville Hot Chicken, I tried. Those were the thin ones, though. Mm-hmm. The Carnita Street Taco was nice. The wavy, thicker chips. New York-style mm-hmm. pizza with a kettle cook. That would be delicious. That was, was actually oh, very good. I didn't good. try any of these. I remember this kettle cook... Um, uh new york pizza that was bomb like way yeah. way good and then the philly cheesesteak that might be a little weird uh, uh yeah, you're getting yeah. a lot of meat i feel um, like that philly cheesesteak is, is that they make they make that flavor in some other brand i've seen too that green tomato one there is delicious Fried green tomato wow, i made some of those this year with our tomatoes and it was they were so good dude yeah really really good uh everything bagel take it or leave it you know do you, uh, what, what do you what's your opinion on bagels I like an everything bagel, I, yeah. I, but the cream cheese, you know, I, it's got to be, I like the spicy cream cheese. I like like some Ooh. sort of flavored cream cheese, like okay. a jalapeno, yeah, something yeah. like that. What about yeah. you? Uh, I like bagels too. And everything's my favorite. I, I make really <laughs> good sourdough bagels now. And I got everything seasoning from uh, this guy. He's, he's known in the community here. Um, uh, Matt from Granite State Spice Blends. He's, he puts spice blends together. He fire roasts all the spices and stuff and nice. he'll ship out so yeah i get his everything bagel seasoning and that stuff is so good oh, yeah, that, yeah. that was the chicken and waffles chips there yep yep there's there was there's been quite a few that lobster roll one i wish that i didn't miss and also this chesapeake bay crab spice yeah um, you know all of them would be better if they weren't the, the thin chips you know what i mean like if they were all the, yeah, yeah. the have the thicker cut ones for sure and you know if anyone from the beer cheese ones could kick rocks that one was not that good <laughs> The uh, if anyone from Lay's marketing uh, happens to hear this, which I doubt, but if that's the case, do one where all these chips are thrown in the same bag (laughs) and you don't even care or know what there was some candy that used to do a mystery. Was it Airheads? You ever had that in like the white package? Does that now too? Okay, and you don't know what flavor it's going to be, and you can't. The trick is, is they don't tell you what it is. You can't tell. Like half the time, you can't tell what it is. And it's like, that just goes to show you. It's just like, doesn't taste like anything. (laughs) These are kind of funny here too. Uh, Breakfast with cops, donut flavoring. Congrats on your 50th tweet is crab. (laughs) Chocolate chip pancakes, cactus. Turkey and stuffing. I'd go for that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I Man, wouldn't I could it. I could literally talk to you for another two hours. This this is out of hand because I was like, I never asked you what is traditional for a Thanksgiving dinner. And I haven't asked you about Hot Pockets yet and unsound meat. I mean, like, that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, we can rattle through a couple <laughs> of these as far as like the unsound meat. What is this that you're talking about? Okay, so like 20, I think it was 2014. There was a bunch of new stuff because there was recalls on Hot Pockets stating that they were using unsound meats in their processing uh, and and chad and i just hung on to that hard like what is it what is unsound meat what is this, <laughs> what does that mean like the cow is kind of crazy they meant like sick and diseased animals that should have been euthanized were being slaughtered and processed and wow. uh, in, into the hot pockets and we thought it was so funny we went and bought hot pockets and had them for dinner really <laughs> yeah for sure damn yeah that's yeah, no. that's we've come a long way for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah no i uh the hot pockets i like the pepperoni i like the ham and cheese i don't get too crazy with the hot pockets i haven't had one in a while no Um, it used to be something i'd go for like when i didn't cook for myself you know and i would was drinking a lot like for sure yeah you can go there i mean i like the bagel bites i like bagel bites Uh more uh than uh 
more than hot pockets. Those are my favorite, like frozen uh, sandwich type food is a bagel bite. Yeah, or those sure. what are the little Totino pizza rolls things too? Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, those are fine. I mean, little mini hot pockets. This, uh, by the way, real quick, was my favorite run. Every one of these, with the exception of the biscuits and gravy, was absolute fire. The truffle. Um, I mean, I yeah, like this. A I, I tried all of these. This would have been the time that I was paying attention because we've got the Reuben yeah. flavor, yep, yep. Um, the the Greek gyro, the one. biscuits and gravy, and the truffle fries. Yeah, definitely tried all of those. Bomb, bomb stuff. I mean, really going out of the way. I don't like the sweet shit, like you said. That's kind of a turn off for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a ton of oh, the summer BLT was fire too. Well, I've never heard of that. Yeah, look at the packaging on that one. That's exciting. It's a nice one. Yeah, it really. <laughs> it's like a summer in. picnic. Uh, get fucked with a cappuccino lace. What? No, no. don't try to give me sweet chips with like potato chips with like cinnamon on them and stuff. That's not. Yeah, I'm not, not accepting that. Shit. I'd like to try some of these Japanese flavors and stuff too. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, you got. Do you have like a good like uh, Asian grocer in your town or anything? Yeah, yeah. You ever go in there and just like look at their snack foods? Yeah, all the yeah, time. That's that's fun. Yeah, they have so many like shrimp and fish flavored trip chips and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a little weird, but I do enjoy going in there. I mean, when you walk in there, it smells like you're literally walking into a fish market because you kind of are. It smells bad, but uh, they got some cool stuff. They got like live crawfish and shit. Like you can take them in, home in bags, like Sweet. live ones and shit. So it's cool, yeah. you know, get some good food. Mm-hmm. But we could, like I said, we could do this, or like you said, I should say, we could do this for a long time. But <laughs> I know to not go for hours and hours um you know we'll have to uh you know maybe meet up with, hopefully chud can come on too we yeah. can talk about some more of this stuff and uh you know when i get to 10 more of these uh well, i'll do another one with like everyone that was in the previous 10 just invite everyone whoever shows up shows up so we did for the uh the 10th yeah i enjoyed that episode that was great yeah, it's just fun to just talk and shoot the shit right it's kind of yeah. kind of cool so thank you and thanks for listening i mean i appreciate you like reaching out and being down to do this because mm-hmm. it's like a it's kind of a, a goofy idea, but it's a ton of fun. Um, plug your stuff one more time before we get out of here, or if you have anything else that you wanted to, sure. to throw out there, make the uh, the listeners kind of think about when it comes to food and stuff. Yeah. But I appreciate you very much coming on. Absolutely. Yeah, this was really fun. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. It's yeah, like, yeah. I love food. and I've always loved food. It's always been an important part of my life. And like, I didn't stop liking the stuff that I liked then, you know, like potato chips or French fries. It's just now I grew my own potatoes and I soaked them in ice water and after I cut them and then I fried them in the lard that I rendered. So it's like just trying to one up myself each time and learning these new skills until like I'm cooking this really good food at home in my own house and not having to buy stuff from companies that I wish I didn't support or with additives that I don't need, you know, things that are fresher and more nutrient dense that I can feel good about feeding my family. So it's like, there's a way to still like really enjoy food and, and enjoy fat and salt and sugar and all the things that they say are bad for you, but like in a better way, you know, and not everybody can do that. And that's cool too. But for the people who are interested in that or exploring that and cooking more, and that's, that's what I do. So that's what the greener postures podcast is about. And you can check in on me there. Um, All the information for all the stuff that we do is at greenerpostures.com. Uh, that's where you can find info on the world as it is today, which is the uh, podcast that I do with Chud. We're about almost 50 episodes now, I think. And yeah. It's been it's been a lot of fun. And uh, and yeah, and then the workshops that I host um, are live on Zoom and people can come and learn a new skill and you get a book that I've written along with that. 
Uh, if I don't have live dates coming up, you can also purchase the replay of a previous one on my website at uh, greenerpostures.com slash workshops. So there's fermentation workshops, fermented beverages workshops, fermented condiments where we make mustard and ketchup and relish and salsa. And, uh, and then I did my most recent one was a bone broth workshop where we make bone broth from scratch and then talk about all the different things that you can use that as a foundation for chili and stew and soups and gravy and all that good stuff. Wow. How long did it take you to get to the point where you're at? I I know that you probably in your mind want to go way, way farther um, with like how sustainable you can be and like Mm -hmm. what kind of products you can create, but you're a farther ahead than 99% of independent living people out there. How long did it take you to get from like eating the junk food, drinking, doing all that stuff, uh, you know, getting these uh, burger buddies or whatever those things were to where you are now? Well, I'd say it started in a kitchen by by having kitchen jobs outside of Burger King. That was my first one. Yeah. But then I worked in a Lebanese restaurant where we made a bunch of stuff from scratch. And that really piqued my interest on how to cook things uh, differently, like uh, cook things more from what what, what scratch made, not semi-homemade, you know, but like really scratch made stuff was. And uh, that was, you know, 10, you know, 12 years ago now, 13 G's, but really the last four years, I'd say we really were all in, you know, that's when we had started a garden and we've only been on the homestead we're on now for like for three years. So that's, we've for three years, we've been having our own eggs and I've been canning uh, fruit from our fruit cheese. So like I'm looking at a wall right now of all the food that I've canned, I've got strawberry jams and, and peach jam and all these canned um, pears and blackberries and like all the pie filling that you could ever want for forever. All I have to do is go and take a can now and dump it into a a pie, you know, pie crust and and you're put in the oven. So um, learning to can, learning to cook more from scratch, learning to do fermentation was all probably in like the last five years. So it doesn't have to be all at once. It's just like one new skill at a time. Like just, just think about, you know, the way you make something. And is there one ingredient that you could make a little bit more yourself, a little bit more from scratch and and you kind of build from there. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool. It, It sounds really fun. I need to get more into it. I live on an acre and a quarter out here and I need to use some of the land for some of this stuff. I moved out here for that, but it's just so much. And I, you know, being low on money and stuff like that, it makes it tough. I need to make a fence because like literally I'll try and grow one tiny thing out here. And I, I, I was really good at it in my old house with a quarter lot, quarter acre lot, because there was a wall, there was a wall there right here. There's nothing. And so like, I'll grow something small. Like literally I'm talking like not even an inch tall and something comes and eats it right away, Oh, totally. you know, and yeah. we're in a desert. So any of like, you're growing an onion, something's going to sniff that out from a mile away <laughs> and yeah, come and fucking sure. eat it. I don't, I, lizards even, I didn't realize lizards ate green shit. It's fucking okay. weird. Well, I had no idea. We don't have those around here. We got squirrels, you know, like <laughs> we don't we don't have the, the reptiles. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like if anybody wants to learn this stuff, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm talking about is how to, how to get started. Um, but really if you can't grow stuff. You can't have your own chickens. You can start doing other things like learning to make something from scratch and make it in a big batch and freeze half of it. So you have like, you know, your own like freezer meals kind of thing situation happening. You can learn how to bake bread. You can learn how to can food in your own kitchen. So you can make stuff and do a big batch of it and then have it on hand. It's all about making it I, I do work now so that I can be lazy later so that I can still have that lifestyle that I enjoy to having, you know, what I want when I want it conveniently. But now I'm doing that uh, with a lot of forethought and effort into, you know, making things from scratch and then just having it ready to go for us later. Nice. That's awesome. 
Yeah, no, I really, really appreciate this. Uh, you know, this is a fun one. We talked for quite some time. This is one of the yeah. longer ones. And uh, yeah, everyone check out Lanny's work here. This is really, really fun stuff. I appreciate it a ton. And um, best of luck to you guys in your journey. And, and you know, keep grinding out there. But until Thank next you. time, guys, yeah. everyone take care. And thanks for everyone listening. And uh, hear from us soon. Take care.